Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast, episode 216. We're missing Sean tonight. I think he might have gone hot tub shopping. So he's uh, he'll, he'll be back, I think, next week. Uh, now he's watching, I think, because the Knicks are playing tonight. He's got all excited, even posted a, a picture of, of other people's jerseys on his timeline. So <laughs> he's, he's really excited about the Knicks. And the, I mean, obviously, people who watch this, this show have, have First seen round quite, loss, baby. quite the roller coaster ride. <laughs> First round loss. Although I feel like the emotion of the playoff game would be very, very fun to watch him react to live during a podcast, but I'm sure he'll be back uh, next week. And then Miss Click was dealing with a few things. She'll most likely be popping in here and there. So, but got plenty of people here to talk about a bunch of stuff this week. Should be really fun. We have Jordan French. Jordan, how you doing? Hi, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Sorry if my uh, demeanor's a little bit uh, off tonight. I'm dealing with the side effects of the second uh, shot for uh, for the you know so yeah sorry if uh i'm a little quiet tonight <clears throat> not a problem jordan good to, good to have you here good to have you here and then we have dreamcast guy max how you doing uh fantastic uh still playing mass effect like everybody else is so mm -hmm. it's good it is a good mm -hmm. i'm mass still impressed it's been a week and i wasn't here last week i'm still impressed by how good that is that game fantastic. aged I actually think it might be better now than it was. Can it win? Oh, oh yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's much better. Can it win game of the year? Can can we can can it win game of the year? Why not? I mean, it Why looks not? a lot game better. of the year, dude. Let's get that game game of the year, dude. It's, it's my game. game of the year. It's new. Some of that DLC I never played. It's new to me. It's a new game. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. Then we have MVG back with us tonight. What's going on? Great to be here. And I'm still playing Mass Effect. I've finished the first one. I'm into number two now, which is the best Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Don't don't at me on that because it's true, oh, and it's I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's fact. Nobody's gonna at you. No, that's facts. That's Mass Effect. Uh, we got we got OJ Player Essence. How's it going? Going pretty good. Checked out the Scarlet Nexus demo, and it is a sleeper hit. I just downloaded it, so I'm gonna yes. check it out. It is a sleeper. Hit. If if you like Bayonetta, nice. Astral Chain, all that type of stuff, it is very good. Very good. Kind of corny on some things, but very good. Did anyone download Knockout City? I oh, have I the demo. I I have the game. I have the game. I just haven't. I haven't played it yet, but I do have uh, the game. I'm going to check it out. It's pretty fun. I've, I played it a little bit. It was pretty fun. I, I bought yeah. Metopia, but that's still in the plastic. So you know, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got we got Nate. Nate the hate. What's going on, Nate? Uh, watching the Celtics game against the Nets, and also dealing with a little stiffness at a point of injection from COVID vaccine number two. But I had no problems with the first vaccine, so I'll power through this one pretty easily. All right. Very good. Very good. Then we have Evan, of course, yep. monitoring the chat, making sure the whole show is running. Good to have good to have Evan here as well. Very cool. So there was a bunch of stuff that happened this past week as we did have Time Splitters get uh, or at least its revival announced. We'll see what what happens with that whole thing. But I figure we could talk about Time Splitters attempting to exist now compared to back then with the ps2 and all of that and then we have that whole zelda amiibo controversy that i thought would be interesting to take a look at and then we have square square enix at e3 as we're going through towards e3 building up some of the hype we're taking a look at different companies i thought tonight we would look at square enix because we had word that there may or may not be a final fantasy game getting announced for sony and playstation um, kind of unexpected on that one since we're still also talking about final fantasy 16 so should be i think a, a lot of fun here evan do we want to change things up here and, and start with a discord question oh also also we do have a we do have a sponsor tonight as well it's honey so stay tuned a little later on and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about honey 
All right, we had a couple questions last week for MVG, but he was not here. So. Oh, that's right. We can catch up on this. All right, yeah. cool. So let's go with, uh, you said last week that, or two weeks ago at this point, that the GameCube games played with a component cable on the GameCube offered superior visual quality to playing them on a Wii console. Is this still the case if you're using component cables on the Wii, and is there any difference when playing on PAL consoles? Uh, the GameCube has a better image quality than the Wii, and it doesn't matter how you do it really um so yeah um if you compare if you got a wii and a gamecube side by side and you got component cables on both official component cables the gamecube is still gonna look better playing gamecube games okay okay good good to know on that one good to know go just go with the og hardware and be done with it basically yeah or just get the, the hdmi solutions because they're really cheap and they're really cool yeah very good compared to those component cables yeah they are yeah. Those component cables. Yeah. that's a, a collector's item at this point than anything else yep. uh we got right. other ones for MVG. Yep. One more that uh, last week uh, we didn't know if Diablo 2 resurrected or I'm guessing this is Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. We're getting physical releases on consoles. He was wondering how likely it is that limited run games might hmm. take the helm for that. Um, okay. Well, I will tell you that I have no idea about the inner workings of what limited run games is working coming up with next. But um, Diablo, that seems a little out there because I don't know. Have they done any Activision Blizzard type stuff before? I don't think they have, but the Baldur's Gate one, that may be something that they could possibly look at doing because I think it's kind of up their alley. So um, if there's, if I had to pick which one, I'd, I'd probably say Baldur's Gate may get one, but I don't think Diablo is going to get one. I'd like to see it though. Same. All right, very good. Do you want to go to a new one for this week, Kevin? Beyond Good and Evil 2 at E3, question mark. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Do they do they need more music from fans? <laughs> yes, it'll be there. I'm actually working on um, the streaming aspect of the game. Just want to announce that today. I'll be the lead streamer on that game. So yeah, no, it's in development. Trust me, I got sources, bro. Uh, I'm not streaming anything for Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I'll be copyright striking left and right. <laughs> you can help develop the game. It'll be fun. Oh gosh. Uh, we got another Discord question, Evan. Uh, we had a guy bring up a thought um, based on ba the consoles having kind of worldwide scarcity, the new ones. Uh, do you think companies oh. might start focusing on trying to do more world worldwide releases, kind of like Dragon Quest going to multiple things, like just to try to cover that whole scarcity by being like, we're still doing stuff. I mean, that For worldwide releases? Me. Yeah, put like out worldwide, worldwide releases in of games that I, usually don't. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Sega is doing it with uh, the new Judgment game. So if Sega can do it, anyone can do it so yeah i'm, I'm gonna say I, I hope so because like the next for example the next persona game i would assume would do that uh the big one will be and we should find out this week right most likely we'll see if uh if they go that far into it or if it's even mentioned uh something with a new dragon quest game getting a worldwide release would be cool because that that would for dragon quest because that's a game it'll come out in japan and then like a year sometimes more it'll come out in the u.s mm -hmm. the big, that, that's the big test is is dragon quest there's like two holdovers there's yeah. obviously like the smaller games is the falcom stuff but if you're talking about like major games it's sega it's like smt persona and dragon quest those are because there's so much dialogue dragon quest has an insane amount like i don't envy those translators you know yeah so you know because it does take a long time to do that so we'll, we'll see we'll see but the good news is that like you said um it's going to be in english that dragon quest presentation there will be subtitles yep. in english for the first time ever yep. they've been doing these for a long time so that tells you something that they're at least going to try to get it out sooner than before and smt smt5 is simultaneous worldwide release yep. first time ever for any 
SMT or Persona game. I, um, I think these yeah. companies are seeing uh, really how valuable the Western audience is now, where we've had games like Disgaea become more popular in the West than they are in Japan yeah. uh, at times. So I, I feel like they're kind of looking at it and saying, well, it makes more sense rather than have possible spoilers maybe hurt sales of the game in the West down the road or something, or even people attempting to pay more to import it. Let's just release it everywhere if we can get it done. So, Well, uh, I've, I've always thought that I was pondering this 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 week, which is basically the fact that I feel like people are talking more about sales numbers and sales data. That's more of something like gamers care about. And I feel like it looks weird when you only release it in one region and it sells like 10,000 copies. It's like, well, that's a lot for that. So worldwide releases, definitely if you sell, we sell 5 million copies the first week. It definitely looks better. Yeah. Like Monster Hunter used to be staggered release too. Like it come out in Japan and then it come out here, you know? And then they just did worldwide releases and then they can talk about how great the sales numbers are for like Rise or for World or whatever the case is, so. Okay, very good. So do we wanna go into our, we'll go into our first topic here. That's the Amiibo controversy. And there, there's actually quite a bit to this, more than I was expecting when it was kinda, cause it was, it was shown, I was like, that's a cool looking Amiibo. And then really, I think it came down to like the the, the price and then its functionality that kind of that got people going going a bit bit wild online there. Um, but this is the Zelda and Loftwing amiibo, which I'll, I'll say first off, the amiibo looks. I, th I think the amiibo looks great. Yeah, it looks good. I, I, it's it's a good it's a good looking amiibo, uh, and uh, we'll see. I guess the quality of it coming out of the factory, but. A lot of people are just going to leave it in the packaging, I assume. So they, I am. they'll see it from outside the plastic, really. They won't get that real close look at it. We're going to touch the whole box to their controller. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't stand. I've tried it. They, it have, something, they have something underneath yeah. it. Before. I remember that blocks that NFC. There's some shielding. Yeah, there's some shielding yeah, under there. It blocks yeah. it, unfortunately. Yeah. Then, then why buy it? I don't know. I, I think well, it looks, I don't think it looks good, but I if I get it, it's only going to be for the functionality. Well, back then, I guess they assume people would take their 3DS or now even the Switch to the store and just start scanning these things at like no. the, you know, at like a Toys R Us or something True. where it's like kind of in the back. They can just start scanning them. Uh, but the big thing was over on nintendo's website it it reads if you then use the zelda and loftwing amiibo again while in the sky you can return to the spot on the surface where you used it before this in reference to the ability to essentially teleport from where you are to the sky and then back again which was something you would normally have to go to a save point to do so it's basically a, a shortcut if you have the amiibo on hand when you touch it to your to your switch joy con which has been described in many different ways it's been described as uh, a, a cheat code. It's been described as quality of life. It's 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 all over the place online right now. But what's interesting to me is this isn't new necessarily for Amiibos when it comes to just extra things being like gated behind the Amiibo. But I kind of think this might have been a perfect storm for it, considering no one really cares about Metroid I mean, at the time when it dropped on the 3DS with Samus Returns, because that had like an entire like mode locked behind the amiibo yeah uh, difficulty yeah and, and it had like the yeah. zero suit too from what i remember like, yeah, it was like all suit. this stuff uh but no one really bought that game let's be honest yeah. about that well, one what about twilight twilight princess what? on wii u didn't that have a thing where if you scanned wolf link you could instantly become wolf link anywhere no, or something that was skyward or i think it was um but breath of the wild you can like the wolf link comes out and like he'll help you but uh twilight princess that has like a dungeon area and an item exclusive that's what it was yeah to the amiibo and like here's the here's another bad one fight nobody bought this game as much too but fire emblem shadows of valentia that has two exclusive dungeons like whole gameplay paths with that but nobody cared about that either 
you know yeah. so I so, think, yeah, <laughs> I think there's a couple things with this one. One, people were already it was already a controversial release because the game's, you know, $60. That was a whole thing when they first showed that. And then on top of that, it's the Switch, which is I mean, it, it's Nintendo's most popular system that they've probably really done, especially in the home console space. And then it's Zelda. So like you stack all these things up and there's just a lot more eyes on the situation. So even if they've pushed the Amiibos in the past, this is like and the amiibo is more expensive it's 25 dollars, i guess so mm -hmm. like a lot of things added up to where people were like well hold on let's 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 take a look at this here Darn. you know what i have the problem with i don't have the problem because i've played through skyward sword multiple times. i don't have the problem with the functionality because the functionality is stupid you know what i'm saying like it's if you've played skyward sword this is dumb there's bird statues all over the place it's literally stupid um the problem that i have is how they presented it they should have said hey you can go through multiple times and teleport wherever with these bird statues. They're all over the place. But for those who maybe need a little bit of help, here's this for you. Mm -hmm. I would have presented it that way. The way that they made it seem as if you're going to be traveling back and forth all the time and you're going to need a bunch of stuff. No, you don't. Skyward Sword is one of the easiest Zelda games. It's not hard, even on hero mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the, the whole you know. point was that that was still during that early we're figuring out uh, motion controls. I, I feel like they had to make the difficulty low for the people that just literally yeah. limp-wristed kids and couldn't even swing fast so, enough. So that, that's the issue that I have is I have the issues with the way that they presented it because most of us are not going to even care about using this at all. You're not going to need it. But the way that they presented it, they made it seem as if it's like Breath of the Wild. You're going to be going and going back and forth and you need to teleport to different places. So I have a problem with how they presented it because it, no, most people haven't played this game, right? Mm -hmm. Most most people have not right. played this game. It's one of the worst selling. I think Majora's Mask is the other one. Mm -hmm. um, but and that Majora's one you need an expansion pack for. This one you need the Wii Motion Plus, but it was like on the back half of or the back end of the yeah. Wii. The, the very back end of the Wii, they re-released it on like the Wii U, I think. So that's, that's just the problem I have is that they didn't do a better, they should have done a better job with ex exactly explaining, you know, like in terms of things, you know, but the functionality is dumb. I think, I, I, I think it's like Funky Kong. Like, it's just stupid yeah. functionality in my well, opinion. I, I did a video about this week. I, I actually think that uh, part of the reason people are bad is is because the controllers as well. So the fact that originally when you bought uh, Skyward Sword on Wii, it came with a gold controller and Wii Motion Plus built in and the game all together for 60 bucks. And now you're paying 60 bucks for the game, $80 for those controllers, which is obviously optional. And the $25 for the Amiibo, which is obviously optional. But I think a lot of people, like I, I've noticed a lot of Nintendo collectors just being like, man, all right, so I'm paying hundreds of dollars to get the same experience. I think it's just well, that of like people being pushed. You, know. you needed, uh, well, there was two versions of it. So that's like the collector edition that you're talking about. I think that was mm -hmm. 70. The regular yeah. game was, I think, 50. So the regular game oh, yeah. was, it, yeah. So like the regular game was 50 because Wii games were $50, but it needs Wii Motion Plus. Mm -hmm. right. So that's so they the had reason to give you that it, one. Yeah. They had to give that option because it needs Wii Motion Plus. Either you have the dongle or you have the other controllers that were built in with it. So it needed Which it. Which looks so, they, so good. <laughs> yeah you know so obviously it looks better with the the you know the regular one not the dongle one looks stupid so i mean yeah there's, there's like it looks it just looks weird it, it looked terrible it. yeah it did look it did look terrible all right all right nate let's let's hear it no it's bad business it's that simple and it's a multitude of issues right now we are operating under the idea that this functionality is the only quality of life change made to Skyward Sword for Switch. They have not announced a single, you know, piece of evidence of another quality of life change. I'm, so I, I do want to say the new controls look fantastic, and that is a pretty big quality of life change, in my opinion. As somebody who doesn't like motion controls, the fact that I'm going to be able to use the right stick, I think that's big. 
it is a big change, but is that change alone make the game a $60 effort? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. To me, it is. I see what you're saying, and I agree with you, but I, 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 I'm I, buying it purely because of that, because I did not like the motion controls. The, the functionality of Amiibo should have been standard. This should have been a, an element that if I'm in the dungeon, and for whatever reason I want to go back to Skyloft, I should be able to access it from an in-game menu. The fact that it is regulated to an Amiibo that is going to have supply issue, that is $25, is just absurd. And we've already mentioned other egregious acts that Nintendo have locked, like Metroid, with you know a whole mode, or Fire Emblem with dungeons, or Twilight Princess with a whole area locked behind an Amiibo. This is absurd. This is ridiculous business. Amiibo should function with what we've seen in previous Zelda games of scan this, you get a potion, you get some hearts, you get basic items that really don't affect the overall experience. If you were playing Wind Waker HD on the Wii U and they locked the Swift sale behind an amiibo, nobody would say, oh, well, you don't need the, you don't need it to beat the game. You're right, you don't need it. But that's a really, really nice benefit to have. And this is a similar thing. It's ridiculous that Nintendo continues to lock basic functionality behind an optional accessory. This should be in-game or it should be an option that you can unlock in-game. And people say, well, maybe it's something that the game will have as a basic function. Nintendo has not communicated that yet. So we have to operate that this is locked to the Amiibo. What and such functionality should not be locked to an Amiibo. What would you have the Amiibo do, Nate? Have the Loftwing drop you a health item. Oh. Drop you a potion when you need it. Something like that. Something that doesn't really impact the overall you... quality. It's just a quick assist. What if, what if it gave you uh, like a, a different cosmetic item, like different clothes? As long as the clothes can also be unlocked by progression through the game, fine. Okay. You shouldn't okay. unlock any particular item or functionality to an overpriced limited stock. I'm trying toy. to find the I'm trying to find the line here where like we're we're a little mm -hmm. too far. Not quite. That's what I'm trying to figure out for what like you're I, thinking here with. Well, me. I mean, think of it this way. Let's use Demon Souls on the PlayStation mm -hmm. Five, and Sony came out with a exclusive Demon Souls controller and it locked one of the rings to the controller. <laughs> would people defend that action? Of course not. Would be say, That's ridiculous. How can one of the rings? Xbox killer wood. What rings are you talking about? What do you that, mean? They're, they're like random items that have special uh, magical Yeah, they have special ability. attributes for your character. And, so you might be immune to poison. You might be immune to... Or rolling his cheat. fire, things like that. As, is that the same as like a cheat or like a hack like this? Like that, that, that so this is? If, it sort of is, because if you're immune to poison and you're fighting a boss that fucks the whole area up in poison, yeah. Like it's kind of. No, I'm saying like that's like an exclusive like item. This is like a bird statue that's like all over the place. No, the no, trick is it's usable in normally. dungeons though, which supposedly yeah, yeah. don't dungeon. have. The so game is still... already extremely easy as hell. Why but would any gamer want to use that? It just shouldn't be locked to this toy. It should yeah. be no, accessible. I agree. I'm just saying, it like, should be accessible to all the players. Whether it's like you have to complete Dungeon 1 to unlock this ability, fine. Nothing should just be locked to the Amiibo exclusively. It should be something I can earn in-game, buy with rubies, whatever. Like if they locked a big bag for rubies where you can hold a million rubies to the Amiibo, it's kind of like, well, that's stupid. If in the game I can only buy one that holds up to 1,000. You know, you know what's weird about this? I, I feel like they didn't even have to do any of this, and the Amiibo still would have sold. 
Of yeah. course, because no one's actually buying these amiibos for functionality. They buy it for collectors. Sake. And that's, where, right and that's where the argument of they have to give the amiibo some sort of function to justify, you know, people buying it. I don't think the they percentage of people buying it for functionality is yeah. slim to nil. I, I it, it, it's weird. Like they could have just been like, "Here's the amiibo. It does health item or something," and it would have still sold and out. People would have been fine with that. They I, didn't I, have to do this. And maybe they want to buy two. Did is just weird. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's going to be scalped, which I think sucks. But additionally, oh, I, yeah. wish, I wish more games yeah. did. Um, I love uh, Skyrim on Switch. I love Skyrim on Switch. And I thought it was really cool that if you scanned any any Zelda amiibo, you would randomly get a treasure chest that could give you the hero's tunic or the, the master sword. And they kind of sucked. They were pretty good early on. But I liked it where it's like, all right, if you happen to have this very easy to find thing, you get a random small benefit but uh, yeah the idea of a fast travel locked behind it is a little bit weird but yeah how much how much is you, you got you have some amiibos up there uh, oj one of them i remember you saying was was worth some some decent money uh yeah, just from it being sealed this one right here this yeah. one's worth and by the way nate i agree with what you're saying in general i just i just hate the messaging that nintendo had with it um this one right here is worth 300 300 dollars oh right? which one's that Do yeah i, I can't see it corn that close to camera yeah you can oh, still scan no. it through the box though right like you can corn, just but it's only the, the female corn the male corn's not worth the male corn's still worth it but this one's worth about 300 perfect sealed so like they just didn't like they're like who's gonna who's gonna care about fire emblem fates female corn nobody cares about this it's we'll like the villager it's like the villager that i told john to buy <laughs> well, and he was like i don't know if i want to get this now it's expensive we'll, we'll make, we'll, we'll make i do have it i have the villager. Hell yeah. almost 100 bayonetta player one bayonetta for some reason, that's like worth almost a hundred. You can't find it anymore. So I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's. Some of I just feel more, like, you know, especially this one during the Zelda anniversary and all, like it was gonna sell out, no sweat. Uh, yeah. So I, it was weird that they were like, let's let's make it so you can teleport around with it, like because I mean, eighty percent of them aren't even gonna be used anyway. So you just throw away feature and call it a day. Uh, and I feel like it would have been fine. So like this could have been something that Nintendo could just kind of just walked right past. Instead, they like just ran right into the traffic <laughs> with it. So it's so, like Jordan. I saw a video this mm -hmm. past week on Twitter. OK, mm -hmm. and it involved people going to Walmart to get Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like in my mind, I am picturing this Amiibo that. as that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something after, about that. But like you're, you're looking at people who are uh very narrow-minded with how they think making a lot of money works um flipping cards uh, newer products and the way they're doing it grown men running into a walmart attacking each other ripping pokemon cards and sports cards off the shelves uh you know very uh you know little uh little uh you know what energy there for sure and uh it's uh it's just sad to see you know it doesn't target not carry that stuff anymore Tar target as of right now is pulled out of selling everything but i think magic and Yu-Gi-Oh for the most part uh because no one no one's going after those cards that was a somewhere. that was a walmart though that, walmart, looked, that walmart, looked wild <laughs> that walmart for sure is probably going to walmart's do on an individual basis if yeah. they uh, if they stop doing cards so some walmarts have not all of them, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that Walmart will they definitely. Could, they could uh, put them behind the counter like cigarettes with a sign that's just like one per yeah. customer. <laughs> is it just is, I mean, is it just like online now to get Pokemon cards, Jordan? That's that's one of the main ways wow. you know. You know, that's it's it's bad right now. Wow. Surprise. That yeah, that's that's a bit out there for that. I mean, is it you think it's ever gonna get better? They'd have to like just completely yeah, like it, it will get better. Uh specifically like it's the main thing is like it's the sports cards people 
mm. also jumping in and grabbing yeah. the Pokemon because the sports uh, cards where like the real money is at. Money, That's yeah. where we're trying to go. But Pokemon gets lumped in there. And right now, Pokemon's pumping out a bunch of prints. So they're going to get way ahead with too much out there, which means the value goes all the way down. So. so we're talking about the Pokemon cards there. But like that Metroid one that we talked about, it's like the squishy Metroid Amiibo. That's over $100, I think. It's like $130 for it. Uh, that unlocks yeah. that, that extra mode in uh, Samus Returns. And I didn't so. even use it, and I have it. Because <laughs> it's sealed. It's sealed, yeah. I mean, I mean, you see why. I, I get it. Uh, so I think the one thing that was brought up, I, I believe, I think Sean brought it up in, in his video. Uh, he just he just showed up on the camera, red eyed, raging. So, uh, but, but I like the video, by the way, it was great. <laughs> he well, they hit him with the Super Nintendo games and that at the same time. So he just yeah, he, he, got, he, he just he got double slap <laughs> from Pokemon Criti critical hit. <laughs> I, I think the idea he brought up was the I, I get I, I could understand the principle of it, but also the concern about how, like how, how much for how much further do you think Nintendo could push this the amiibo functionality in a game like what do you what do you think the tipping point would go where everyone would be like, eh, you know what? There is no tipping point. That might be it right there. You know, like because we've we've talked yeah. about levels, right? A dungeon being behind one. We've talked about a mode being behind one. I mean, I guess. I don't know if there is a tipping point, but I would say the most egregious that they could potentially go, and they kind of already have flirted with this line, is if they made DLC that is exclusive to the Amiibo, but as OG mentioned with Shadows of Valentia, they kind of have mm. done that. And mm. if you're going to make this a limited supply item for, you know, even if it's six months a year, whatever, that's just bad business. You, you know what? Just go ahead and make it Digital amiibos, you just you, you buy them, yeah. you download them, and you have more like little trophies well, from Smash. Well, those kind of exist in piracy because it's just that one uh, type of pickup, and you can apparently program that type of stuff. People yeah. apparently do it all the time. They so just get a little. I, key I, for I've it. seen that. Yeah, my friend has a thing. You you like tune it, and then you scan it, and it's whatever amiibo. Or the other thing I think I was thinking about was uh, we we sort of saw that with the what was it uh, Atlas Battle for Atlas was it Starlink. Starlink, mm. you could buy the physical pieces to put on your ship, or you could buy them all digitally. Digital, you could buy yeah. each of the pieces digitally. So I mean, those basically were digital amiibos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I like to MVG's point. Is there a tipping point? No. <laughs> all right. So how about there's, this? There's, remember, there's, remember there's back none. in the day in like Animal Crossing, you get those NES games. Mm -hmm. But if it got to the point where Amiibos unlock different NES and Super Nintendo games I'd be so in mad. a game like Animal Crossing, I'm just like, that's just they an could. idea. Like, they could. That could easily be done. <laughs> and and that's the thing, is that this is easy money for Nintendo of saying, these are things we would have thrown in the game for free. Like, this change with Skyward Sword, this could have been a change that would have been like, it's an in-menu change. Here you go. This is We want to make the experience better for you, give you more options. And so they said, let's attach it to a $25 bird. Well... Like, okay, so I just mentioned like a, a digital amiibo, but like if they just because I mean, at that I point, the, the functionality isn't making these these amiibos worthwhile no. like they're So what if they said, OK, we have this amiibo, it's twenty five dollars or you, you can give us a couple bucks and you get the functionality. Well, yeah, at that point, then we have to call it what it is. It's not a digital amiibo. It's a microtransaction. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, like that, that's like Ubisoft kind of business with their EXP booster. Then if we get if we go down that route. So my thought is that like clearly Nintendo does want us to get these because I, I think most of us here have gotten a game from Nintendo 
mailed to you, they mail you the amiibo with it usually. And that's my thought is that clearly they they intend for us to use the amiibo functionality. I, I don't I, get any. Wait, what? You yeah, you I'm... didn't. <laughs> what, what are you wait, talking wait, about? Have y'all not been okay? So whenever whenever I, I when I was reviewing Wii U games, yeah. Nintendo would send me a disc, but without the box for some reason, they would just send me a, a disc in a case and a pile mm -hmm. of amiibos with it. So like what? Star Fox, I got what? a bunch of Star Fox. Yeah, they, they, okay. They, well, in that case, they don't do that anymore. Big... They don't do. Yeah. You you have to like sometimes. What they do is that if you participate in some type of like, sometimes I'll have like Smash Brothers thing. They sent me a Joker amiibo and a Hero amiibo, but I did like a live stream where we did like challenges or whatever. But they, for my review codes that I get, I never get an well, amiibo. I, with I it. still, I, I just mean that I still feel like I, I still feel like they intend for us to use that functionality, and I guess that's what I don't like. Is I wish that it was all in-game stuff. I wish it was all in-game unlockables. Mm. Like maybe mm. it's a cheat code style thing. Scan my Donkey Kong and it unlocks big head mode and golden eye digital, you know, something like that. Just, just to be sure, because it is a Discord question, we do think they're going to keep going forward with this, even past... Oh, uh, Amiibos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this type of use of Amiibos where it's oh, content. Like, I, like a functionality yeah. in the game rather than like a cosmetic? Yeah. I, Probably I in... Not. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're going to continue it because this is going to sell. And they're well, going to say, look, people like this functionality. They're not going to have the user data that says no one's using this. They're going to see sales and they're going to automatically assume that it's because people want that type of functionality. And that's the danger with this practice. Well, Bowser's Fury, you could wake up Bowser anytime with the Bowser Amiibo. And like that, I mean, that's kind of like th there's convenience there, right? It saves time. So that's kind of like, again, similar to what we we're seeing here. So Captain Toad had something as well, I think, but it's been so long the, I can't remember. I think the 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 worst ones for me are more like the content type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you play sense. Skyward, if you play Skyward Sword, trust me, you're gonna be like, this is it's a stupid functionality. I think it's been a long time. Many people haven't played it, but if yeah. you play, oh, you'll yeah. see what I'm you'll see what I'm talking about when you guys if you guys actually get a chance to chat that's watching, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll you'll realize that this is stupid. I'll just keep it sealed and sell it later, or I just won't buy it at all. The worst is like I said, Shadows of Valentia. I think Metro. I think Metroid is probably the most dangerous one because that's just that's a difficulty mode. That's yeah, the Metroid, most dangerous one. So Metroid was a terrible one because yeah. you literally still to this day you cannot play that mode if you don't have the amiibo, and that's mm. that's unforgivable. That's something that the company should have been raked over the coals for. I thought we were almost done with amiibos there for a, for a little while. Same. It felt like it felt like we were moving away from amiibos, and it's kind of like. We largely are away from Amiibo. Outside of oh. the Smash line, what else have we really had introduced? We've had a few Animal Crossing, the, uh, and now we have Monster Hunter one. one. The, the, there was the Wooly. Wasn't there like a rare Yoshi one that the was squishy Yoshi, and cloth? Yeah. yeah. Well, when yeah, they when when, when Master Yoshi. Chief goes into Smash, we're going to get a Master Chief Amiibo, right? Mm -hmm. I, well, that's I, not going to happen. So no. Look, I I love. We're going to do it. unlock Game Pass on the Switch. You need this Amiibo <laughs> to get Game oh, Pass. Wait, amazing. <laughs> See, if you got a fifteen dollars Master Chief and it gave you a year of Game Pass, at least you could say, hey. No, it doesn't give you a year. It no, just it, unlocks it, it Game Pass. You don't, you, don't, you don't get it otherwise. You still got to pay for you the Game Pass, dude. Either you get this Amiibo or you can't get Game get, Pass. Get my my Netflix Amiibo and scan it to, to watch Netflix. Uh, I wonder you if know what I noticed, like... though, real quick, John, you know what I noticed is that yeah. with the remakes, it seems like the remakes and the re-releases is that's when they do something kind of weird. Samus mm. Returns, Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess HD, yeah. now Skyward Sword. Breath of the Wild is pretty tame with its amiibo use. It's not yeah. really, yeah. it's pretty tame. Right. Nothing, nothing too crazy with that. 
Uh, Link's Awakening, that was a remake, but I'm not sure. There might be something in Link's Awakening. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't but remember if that had amiibo functionality. I, I think it yeah. I think it gave you health. I think it like yeah, it spawned it, a fairy, I think, but it, nothing it, like, you know. It, but it seems like the bigger 3D Zelda games, it seems like that's, and like the, some of the remakes that they've done, those are the ones that kind of target some of this stuff. So yeah, I just hope it doesn't, to me, I hope it doesn't get to the Met, the Metroid one. That's the worst. I think Shadows of Valentia, if people bought it, that would also be the worst, but like people just didn't buy those two games. Uh, but Shadows of Valentia is bad because it's like a full like, yo, this is like this could be like paid DLC. It's like a full dungeon that you go through and you get some like dope items after you beat it. And it's hard. Got my it's, ass. It's going to be it's going to be hard with the sales data, though, because like you said, Nate, it's going to sell out like anyway, because they're not going to produce like an like an uh, like an incredible amount of them, really. So it's even that it's like, how do you how do they even tell? Because people are going to rush it, obviously, to then hold on to it and then have a valuable item down the road. So they just they'll keep I guess they'll keep trying until they get feedback from people online. Twitter likes to do that a lot. And so they can they can scroll Twitter and find all the feedback they want there. Just just because I checked it, because we said Link's Awakening. Apparently, the Link's Awakening amiibo lets you put a shadow link in the custom dungeon you can build. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So you get a shadow link. There you go. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Evan, do we have a discord question we can go into from here? Uh, let's see. What is the technical practicality of a switch revision slash successor implementing a feature like smart resume? Oh, I like that. I mean, right now, obviously you can, you can go into sleep mode and just leave your game on and then you go in and you turn it right on. So if they could do that, that would be really cool if they could store like two or three games to where you can switch between them. Cause then you have it in sleep mode. It wakes up and then you just pick a game you want to go into and it jumps in immediately. Yeah. That'll just make so, the switch even more usable in handheld mode or anything. So quick, quick resume is like save states and emulators. Um, mm-hmm. So the really the only real thing that they would need is enough space on the device to store those things because that's why you know the xbox series s and x even though it's like um has so much hard drive space you only get like you know three quarters of it because it has to allocate that room for the quick resume slots that it's going to need so that's really the only real you know thing that it needs to to get that feature so there's more like storage on board why doesn't why doesn't ps5 have it then well, I mean, they could have it. Um, it's just, I, I just, I guess they didn't really, you know, consider doing that when they built the system. And look, you know, we've talked about this before. The PlayStation still has yet to implement some very important features. Um, yeah. Whether they do a quick resume feature, I don't know. I hope they do because it's very important that, you know, considering we've all played Returnal and, and experienced the, the, you know, the issues with that. But I mean, you know, the PlayStation, reason, the PlayStation still doesn't have, you know, an SSD, uh, you know, slot that actually point. works. So, so there's That's, so much more that they have to still, you know, get and done. Yeah, we, we do need that slot activated. Yeah, they still, and one of the amazing things with the Xbox's resume play is you can unplug the system. Yep. Plug it back in, you know, yeah. a week later. And your save states still exist, and I mean that's when you really think of it, that's pretty crazy. It's like it magic. It's, great, works, it's, it's like my favorite feature, especially with Mass Effect. I mean, it's such a. I just save it, boom, hop off, get edit done, go back right to it. It's phenomenal. It's become like my favorite thing. Like with next gen systems, it's like you know portability with Switch is great. PS5 with the Dual Sense is great, but. Quick resume is really good. And I think it's going to come clutch, like with some of these bigger games coming up. A lot of this stuff's coming up this summer, you know, Scarlet Nexus, things like that. So, uh, so yeah, man. Way too fast. Like it's, it's, it's just yeah. really built well. 
you know mm. yes yes honestly like fast i i probably as much as i love both of the consoles i've definitely been playing a lot more on my uh on my xbox than anything because of those features you know it's it's impressive yeah well and especially mm -hmm. it feels like it installs stuff faster so i feel like when i'm in a an mm -hmm. add mood because everything is so rapid on my xbox it's nice eh, i'm gonna play an old game i'm gonna play a new game so we're okay so we think over the summer we're gonna get that nvme slot for the the ps5 right that's what they were saying I think so. I mean, I think those things are kind okay. of expensive to purchase. Though. Well, that's the yeah, that's the thing. If you're if you're looking to save on an, at any kind of SSD or NVMe, you're gonna want to use Honey, who's the sponsors for mm. tonight's video, nice podcast. Because we all shop online, of course, right, Max? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been trying to get into fitness, using a bunch of Spawnwave's actually been telling me tips and stuff, and I've been using Honey Console to just buy supplements are expensive, so any coupon code helps. Kinds of protein powder over there, because we've all seen that promo code field the bottom of checkout, right? But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. And Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. So you've been buying a lot of protein powder, Max, all kinds of supplements and stuff, trying to grow three or four arms. Yep. Got to do it. Yes, an extra arm is what I want for my coupon code. Okay, well, when you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons. It can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drops in real time right there. Protein powder just drops in price immediately. So uh, make sure, of course, you're checking out. We have the link down below in the description. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash spawncast. That's once again, joinhoney.com slash spawncast i'd never recommend something i don't use and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast is literally free and installs in a few seconds thanks once again to honey evan we have some discord questions over there uh yeah how have you been able to still enjoy video games and not become jaded since you kind of since we focus on that so i guess people who like review tons of games this sequence. is a, this is an interesting question because this happened at like the game store. I remember this because we would see games all the time, work at the game store and there'd be times where it's like, do I want to go home and, and, and see more video games? I've been looking at them for 12 hours today. <laughs> so that was a the thing then, but I got to be honest doing it for on like YouTube and stuff. I don't have that same feeling. Maybe it's because I related like games then to like stickering and putting them away and, and, and unruly customers at times. Whereas now I'm like, Let's play some games and we'll make some videos about it. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, it, I haven't got to that point. I mean, to me, it, in a weird way, because I beat so many games, I pretty much beat an entire giant game every single week. And uh, I, I almost feel like it's more exciting now because it's like, oh, I have to edit this and record it and write scripts and stuff. Um, to me, it, it doesn't create burnout. Even playing bad games, even having to really delve into the total dumpster fires. I don't know. In a way, it, even though it's a job, it just stays exciting and fun. I don't think I, I think I, the only time I've ever been exhausted is a couple of years ago where there was that October where like seven giant games released and I didn't sleep. That's the only time where I a little bit burned out. Well, shout outs to Max because I can't do that ish that you do, bro. Like I can't, <laughs> like I want to play at my own pace, like the deadline. So, I mean, congrats that you still have the, the, the passion I, for that because I couldn't I, do it, dude. Dude, I love deadlines. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I the legit hell? love, I legit love getting an embargo and being like, all right, I got to beat this game and do some side quests and have it. I don't know. That to me makes it even more yeah, you fun. You crazy, Max. I, I respect I know. It. I'm broken. I'm broken. <laughs> I respect it, man. I reviewed Final Fantasy VII Remake. And uh, Last of Us Part Two, I was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I'll never review another game again." 
Oh, uh, we have another Discord question, Evan. I'll go to uh, Super Chat soon. Uh, apparently, the American McGee title is trying to crowdfund something called Alice Asylum. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the American McGee's Alice game. Yeah. Uh, thoughts yep, on absolutely. them going that route, and would you fund it? Mm. Is American McGee actually involved in it? That's what the question says. I'd have to look into mm -hmm. it further. I can double check. Um, I, I would tentatively uh, put money in. Depends on, on you on know, what it actually is. There. Yep. Because I do like American McGee games. I do like Alice. I do. I'm, 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 I don't know. I feel like I've seen so many bad Kickstarters the last like five years. I don't know. Yeah. I'm at a point now where I don't, I'll buy the game once it's out, but I feel like I just don't support Kickstarters anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's American, it's yeah. American McGee. He's doing it. It's yeah. After when the game comes out. Oh, you said, what would you say? <laughs> I said after the wonderful one hundred and one, I I paid three hundred dollars for Shinmu three, and that fucking plot went nowhere. I was I'm still butthurt. Oh, no. man, that's, there's, three, that's, there's three more games coming. Three more that's, games. This is my <laughs> ultimate collector's edition up here, and I I I oh, hate no. it. Well, my brother came into town and he saw it. He goes, "There's a Shinmu three? Like nobody even knows this exists." Uh, three I'm, more I'm games. Done. I think for me it was a blood <laughs> bloodstain ritual of the night, the Switch version. So disappointed. Mm. I'm like, dude. I'm just gonna wait till they come out. I'm yep. not gonna fund these games just when they come out because you know they're gonna get funded. Yeah. So when they come out, I'll buy it then. I'll I'll decide if I want to buy it then. You know? I just don't fund any games on Kickstarter because there is the chance that I will cover it, and I don't want that conflict. Mm. So it's, that's mm, okay. how I approach that. And since someone did message, they sent me this on Twitter. But Demon Souls on the PlayStation Five, I guess the Deluxe Digital Edition locked the Red Eye Knight armor the royalty armor and the ritual blade behind the digital deluxe. And that's a crappy practice. Sony shouldn't have done that. That's a shit practice, especially if you cannot unlock that equipment in the game itself through natural progression. That and type they of practice saw, they should not be allowed. Wait, hold on. Did the digital deluxe come with an amiibo? No. Is, is so the... you didn't even get a shitty yeah. piece of plastic knight. I'm messing up. You get a full but night. That's, like that's a bad practice statues. even on Sony's yeah. part. Because as far as I can tell, looking on the PlayStation store, you can't buy these if, you know, otherwise you have to get the deluxe edition. So that's mm -hmm. a bad practice. Companies should not be doing this. Make everything accessible through natural progression or, you know, I mean, a digital deluxe version is really just a way of saying, we want extra money. You want these extra items. Let's charge $20 above sticker price and make you feel like you're getting something. Don't reward those business practices. They are purely exploitive. So. PSN. What was the name of it? P PSN. I'm going to buy it right now, actually. Don't mind me. <laughs> Wait till next week. Demon Souls goes on sale. Oh, I'm going to buy it then. Hell yeah. No, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, let's let's actually let's talk about time splitters first. And then we'll go to super chats before square square at E3 because time splitters is coming back. It's yep. bad. Well, it's not back yet, but it's coming back. Eventually, eventually. Eventually. I mean, people have been trying to revive Time Splitters for so long since 2005 when we had Future Perfect. Future Perfect is still good, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's it's a shame that it came out at the end of the PS2 life rather than like the earlier part of like the 360 and stuff, because then you know, it, it probably I mean, it probably would have you know ran a bit better looked better, but it also may have even been picked up to work on the Series X for all we know, but it's uh it's an original xbox game that who knows maybe they'll go back and, and play around with but it's been a while and deep silver posted up this was at like this was almost at 1 a.m by the way what's what's their time zone it was uk time so i yeah. think it was yeah it was first thing in the morning yeah. 
Okay, okay. Because this is from Deep Silver, Free Radical Design, a new Deep Silver studio. So they are reforming the old studio, and they brought in some of the veteran developers around Timesplitters as well. They said, you asked and we listened. We have been working on plans to bring the Timesplitters franchise back to life and are pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver development studio to do just that. Free Radical Design is reforming and will be headed up by industry and Timesplitters veterans. Dr. Doke. Dr. Doke is back. This is, uh, yeah, this is exciting stuff, but they haven't even started development on it yet. Yeah. No, and they don't begin <laughs> for another couple of months. They're going to put out a hiring campaign in like what another few weeks on their website so yep, yep. this is a game that's not gonna actually enter development until late this year so we have a solid four five maybe six years until uh, this game releases so, so i i put out a, a poll on the community tab for, for the channel because i was curious to see how many people have played time splitters there were quite a few votes on it i can actually pull it up here and the i mean it's expected but it's also it's also kind of uh, kind of alarming because <laughs> there's six, 61,000 votes and and 70 percent said uh, that they've never tried them. They've never played a time. My God. Never. never. So I think if it's going to be we think a three years minimum to get this thing done, four years, maybe. I mean, this is Embracer Group, right? That's at the top of all of this. They have like a ridiculous amount of studios and they obviously show the ability to at least remaster a game even if it's bare minimum sometimes they seem to be able to do it across all these different platforms go back and get one of the older time splitters and just move it up just do a remaster yeah of it yeah and, and see I, get people introduced back to it because you could put it out as a 15 or 20 dollar you know purchase. i i recently replayed all of them and i would say if they do that to only do it to future perfect because yep, that's I the one i would the, do Man, the first two games, uh, not as much, you know. So, I would absolutely grab Future Perfect right away. That that's probably the the one that they they I assume would do. I, maybe they'd do Time Splitters too, but I feel like Future Perfect because it doesn't have a two next to it. It's, you know, it's not like did I miss the first <laughs> one or something? And it's not just Time Splitters one, which is is a good game for its time, but like I don't know how gracefully it would have aged for now. Yeah, Future look, Perfect, I think, is the one. Look, look at that cover art. You can't even tell what the hell this is about. <laughs> <laughs> we think. Hold on, wait. We got MVG here. MVG can do it. He can get future perfect up. Yeah, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> Deep Silver, hit me up. <laughs> what do you What do you think What do you think about this MVG? Were you excited to see Time Splitters come back? Yes, I was. I am very excited about it. I mean, look, you know, expectations in check and everything. Because yes, this is their intent, right? This is not. This is not them saying, "Hey, it's coming out anytime soon." So, you know, they got to put the team together. They got to get that. As far as I know, they don't even have a studio yet. So they're like, they got to get some some office space and they got to build yep. a team. And so there's obviously a lot long road ahead of them. Um, I would expect this to drop at some point mid generation on, mm -hmm. you know, on these current gen consoles. So it's going to be a while, but I do think that it's um, a very exciting announcement and I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I think a lot of people do want to see Time Splitters come back, and it was a shame how kind of the, the series just stopped. And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a Time Splitters four that was in development for the 360 and the PS3 that ultimately ended up getting cancelled. Yep. Uh, I don't remember why it got cancelled. So 
it's you know, it would four, be, right? Isn't that what it's it like? Codename. Codename is four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's really cool that they're coming back with this. Um, Steve Ellison and and David Doker on board. You know, maybe they can get uh, Graham Norgate, who did the music for the 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 games, which the music in those games is like amazing. So, awesome. you know, if they can get the band back together, if you will. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how, how this goes, but I'm I'm excited. I think it's a really cool announcement for sure. I mean, 2005 was 16 years ago, so like I saw someone just now pop up with a super chat, so I, I might have been too young. Yeah, I anyway, mean, we we see it all the time. People cycle in, obviously, into gaming as they get old enough to you know pick up a controller and start playing. So time splitters, it hasn't been around for a long time. So yeah, there's, there's gonna be a lot of people. This is gonna be first time. That's why I just I feel like they might not get a collection, but like just a remaster. Grab yeah. one of the time splitters, bring yep. it up. Just do that. Well, I I have a theory that uh, that that there's a, a huge chunk gaming as it becomes more and more mainstream. I feel like eighty percent of gamers that are the major consumers now started gaming in the last ten years. So I feel like to these people, it's an all new project. If you put mm -hmm. a low enough price tag and it sounds cool enough, and boomers are talking about it, they're probably going to buy it. And to them, it's new. So yeah. Package future perfect. People will still yeah. that game is still funny. That's what kind of shocked me is I feel like playing old games with jokes, jokes age the worst. It is still so funny. That game really works. The other yeah. thing about Future Perfect is it's it's expensive now. Like if you yep. look at look at buying it on the GameCube or the PS2 or the even on the Xbox OG, it's it's up there in price. So. That one cost me some money on the GameCube. I'll tell you that. Like, yeah. uh, it wasn't a cheap purchase uh, to not. get. But like, even if Microsoft was like, "Hey, it's backwards compatible now," this it's up on the shop. You can go pick it up too because yep. you can get it digitally then, and that would make it. I think they sell those at like what ten bucks, like digitally mm -hmm. for these when they do it. Yeah, why not? Put that up there and and at least do it that way. Um, but otherwise, I would definitely buy a physical copy of Future Perfect if they remaster that thing. Absolutely, oh, yeah. uh, that'd be really Nate. You seemed excited about this. Yeah, I enjoyed the Time Splitters game, and I was actually just reading up why Time Splitters 4 was canceled, and we get to assign the blame to the amazing PlayStation 3 exclusive known as Haze that was so <laughs> subpar right. and forgettable that publishers didn't want That's to right. give Free Radical a chance of making Time Splitters 4. Because See, it was all it was Haze's good. fault. You know what? Yeah. Did they really blame Hayes? Because no way. Yep, Hayes was a big reason they didn't want to take the gamble of doing a Time Splitters four because Hayes was so mediocre. Hayes has nothing to do with Time Splitters. Crytek, hey. Crytek, I think bought Crytek bought Free Radical, right? Yes. They, they bought them, and then uh, who you call it came in basically Embrace Group, essentially Deep Silver came in and bought the Time Splitters IP from Crytek. Crytek is having issues with like uh, like like payroll and basically just surviving so they had to start liquidating ips and that's where it ended up but uh it's it's interesting to see how this has bounced around and now ended up with embracer group deep silver and reforming bringing that everyone back or most people back i would say yeah hopefully hopefully they do allocate the appropriate budget to really let doke and the team create the product of their vision you know what's hopefully interesting you know what's like interesting you say that nate there's a game that's coming out this week and technically it's from you know embrace a group tsq nork and all that uh it's biomutant can't talk about it yet but uh you have controversy you... around it this week though oh that's because it's like ps5 1080p hey <laughs> if sony's backwards compatibility was like how microsoft is then it probably wouldn't be an issue but um it's it, the way you said that where it's like i hope they give them the budget biomutant was delayed a couple of times and it's like 20 people working on it but they seem to give them the time to do it and uh i mean i think people would be surprised by the game 
this week when it releases. Yeah, and but. I would I would even take that further, Nate, and suggest, and I don't know this, but I would suggest that if David Doak, Steve Ellis, and the gang is getting back together to do this, and they were given a fairly substantial bag to do it, I don't think they would they would step in with a shoestring budget because I mean they're just setting themselves up for failure at that point. Right. So they've they've I mean, been around they've been around long enough to know what what is how do they, how do they what do they do with time splitters though in let's say I mean 2024? That's the big question is how do you really approach a modern time splitters? Because what the games were, I don't know if you could recreate that today. It's it's mostly yeah. you're playing a character that travels around through time, but it's mostly just different stages, and it's set up sort of like an arena shooter similar to Doom, right? right? Painkiller. It's like pain, painkiller. Painkiller was just newer time. It splitters. was. It was basically the. It was basically like everyone who played Goldeneye on the N64 Perfect Dark when the PS2 came out, and that was all the talk and everything. Time Splitters was the game everyone was yeah. playing yeah. then. They're, like they they're even reused a lot of the sound effects. There have yeah. been yeah. other games that have come out that have done similar things, where it's just different themes, I guess, for levels where you're fighting different mm -hmm. types of enemies that do different things with different weapons. There have been a lot of them, it's just that they haven't really been noticed, because I don't know if that genre is that big, and I don't know if the name Time Splitters is going to carry it anyway. Oh, somebody said in the yeah. chat, what if they make it a free-to-play game? Why would you? Why would no? On, why, cell, why? on cell phones with ben, battle phones. That person in no, chat. Don't wish <laughs> You're sorry. I, I mean, a lot of these companies are going towards free-to-play models, and maybe uh, embracers like, hey, let's get a let's get our own free-to-play game. Let's make it just like uh, yeah. these uh, these flashy Fortnite type games. No, let's not. Be <laughs> yeah, the opposite of that. Time splitters, and now we're going down this dark alley of potential bad business decision i know yeah. right we're, 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 we're fast traveling with amiibos we're getting a free-to-play time splitters game is all over the place <laughs> dear god and we still have to talk about life. final fantasy game oh no uh you thought you were getting the whole final fantasy 7 remake at once uh gosh i i'm looking forward to it though it's gonna be a while so hopefully they have something cool in mind to uh to tied everyone over, over rather than a trailer at every three for the next four years <laughs> we'll we'll see there uh evan we have any discord questions left and i'll go ahead and pull up the super chats uh let's see if tom cruise really is in starfield do you think the game will be cyberpunked oh my gosh i saw that pop up that tom cruise is in starfield <laughs> Uh, I, I like that there what was his terrible movie where Earth was like killer or whatever the hell everybody's using that picture where he's in the white suit with a machine gun I, I, I Oblivion, don't know. Oblivion is not a bad yeah, movie it's a great movie Oblivion is fantastic why would, they, why would they put Tom Cruise in Starfield I I hate it because this this like shock celebrity stuff because that's what it always is to me is I feel like the performances are never you know that super standout like what was a uh, the guy, the Game of Thrones guy in uh, Destiny, and he just sounds bored the whole time and stuff. I don't know. I feel like what these about, are what just. What about Keanu Reeves? What about what about? You know what? I, I said this in my video. I didn't like him in Cyberpunk. Yeah, it, and, and it I didn't. Thought, it didn't feel good when I played. I was like, this is weird. Why am I here? He, well, he, he was just such a jerk, and he plays a jerk so well that I was like, man, I hate this guy. I'm tired of watching him punch everybody. 
Sounds like he did his job. I love how <laughs> I love how no one even knows what Starfield is, right? And we're just no talking, one knows what it is. We're, we're talking about Tom Cruise in the game all of a sudden. This Starfield stuff is getting out of control, want, isn't it? I wonder if he is in the game. Are they going to position him to make him look taller than the other characters? <laughs> He's giant. It's just a lot of like shots from like yeah. down by the ground. Hey guys, yeah, have, choose all the dialogue options right here. I'm sorry, I'm so tall, I can't be in the whole frame. Yeah, they're going to position him so it makes it so he's not tiny. It's it's know. in his contract. I want my character to be six foot six and every other character scales up to six foot <laughs> i yeah there's a lot of talk around a game where we just have the metroid prime 4 logo right now so yeah. I, I i can't believe the conversation is i mean it's probably just because like if microsoft didn't buy bethesda and zenimax i don't think there'd be as much talk around starfield at all because most of it's been, is it going to be just on the Xbox or is it going to be on the PlayStation as well? No, there'd be talk. No, there'd be talk. Because like Fallout got that type of hype. Fallout 4 mm. got that type of hype. I think there'd still be hella talk about the game. It's a, it's a Bethesda. B I, well, no, Fallout's like a, that's not a new IP though. But still, you don't think there'd be like super hype around like a, these I big... don't think there'd be as much fighting online. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Like I, there... <laughs> I mean, we're, we're to the okay. point now where people are trying to like figure out its release date and we're like, let's, can we see an in-game like screenshot of it like officially from them or yeah. anything other than the PNG file that they turn into like a, like a video file? Like, yeah, it's just like, you need more about this game, which I mean, we're going to get, we all assume in like three weeks. So it's, we're just getting close to that time. Uh, but Tom, why would we don't really? I don't think you really need actors like that kind of budget anymore in these games to make them sell. Do you I remember think you do. fucking uh, Beyond Two Souls with William Defoe and uh, 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 Alan Page in there? That was so so I mean, bizarre. I mean, if we were going off of like bringing in celebrities and actors and stuff to sell a game, Death Stranding would be GTA Five right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, uh, that's the thing. It's, I think this is just the thing now is that as video games become more mainstream, and honestly, I think a lot of Hollywood people are kind of sitting around bored right now. They're probably working for cheap. It's like, yeah, let, let's get uh, let's get Cruz in a sound I mean, booth. The, let's scan that man's face. I mean, the Death Stranding like trailer was like forty seconds longer than it needed to be because they had to tell us everyone's name as it went through and like. They oh cut yeah the black character's name cut the black actor the actress all this it's like well, so, so uh, his name was death man or something right in i mean game. sony sony had to look at that and be like why are all these people in this game what what are we paying for uh that's great let's go to some of the super chats here this is from the xbox x bot murderer murder <laughs> yeah mur the x bot murder shouldn't it be x bot murderer it just says the Xbox murder. Who knows? Like it's like an event. It yeah, it does. It's a ritual killing of the Xbox. Huh. Sony has another Final Fantasy exclusive. Sony one. Sorry, Nate. So is it, that that's part of the super chat. Sorry, Nate. What? You have a PS5 though, so you can play it. Yeah. This, okay. This is really weird console fanboy <laughs> from a guy called Xbox Murder. Go watch a hot tub stream. <laughs> ah, hey, whoa. Speaking of, who's to say he isn't on another stream? <laughs> Speaking you know of this which, dude has uh, those hot tub streams on log because he ain't getting no date. I'll tell you that right now. That <laughs> and Andrew says RGT and John hot tub story time stream when. So there you go. Uh, Twitch is an interesting place. <laughs> Symphonic, I mean, Symphonic Pound says, I just noticed today my PS5 has been taking 15 second clips every time a trophy is earned. That doesn't help the storage issue. Yeah, it record every time you unlock a, 
a, a trophy, it records you. That's why you had that really funny recording online of the person screaming and jumping in their room because they beat one of the bosses in Demon Souls. Uh, anytime you, you can turn it off, like you can turn that off in the options, but yeah, oh, yeah, definitely should do that just to help reduce the file size. Yeah, that, yeah. Then we have Tjo says, I'm excited for the Scarlet Nexus demo going in blind. I can't wait to play it on the 28th. I hate that it's Xbox only, but I wish Bandai Namco made that demo Windows 10 compatible in the meantime. I, they're going to release it on other platforms, I assume. It, like it's, it's like first two. Yeah, 20, 28th, it hits PlayStation. There you go. I'm, so, I'm not was that the way to longer? I'm not defending Bandai Namco's decision on that, but for that type of game, you take whatever money you can get. Yeah, Microsoft yeah. gave them some money for that. And so you take anything. The fact that they even got anything for that type of game, because it's not the type of game that's right. going to sell crazy numbers. You take whatever you can get. So if they hand you 10 million for that, you take the 10 million and just. And it's it, a you know? hell of a lot better than the. You can play Resident Evil 8, or Resident Evil Village for one hour in these designated three hour slots. Once. Well, I was thinking of the remember the the Resident or the the Devil May Cry Five demo that was first on Xbox, but it was like nine minutes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is from Sean saying, "Will OJ be on the Spawncast tonight?" Also, OMG Mass Effect is great. How have I managed to not play these until now? Wow, got to be honest, a little envious you being able to experience mass effect for the first time right now in 2021 with this remastered trilogy that they put out that's that's good stuff there uh, and su su super quick if y'all love the if y'all love the mass effect games because andromeda sucks read the books they're all canon they're by the same writer they have the same characters and they take place before and after they're fantastic mass effect books and uh oh this was this was a five dollar donation oj asked if you're on spawncast i'm here okay there we go <laughs> jeffrey says uh worse a uh, worse fan base delusional metroid fans who think the series is more popular than it is or middle-aged paper mario fans who think the series should go back to baby's first jrpg yikes <laughs> sounds like someone's insecure in their own video game <laughs> yeah right it's like no comment my god that's i think he's joking i think he's mainly just oh, he's trolling yeah he's trolling he's 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 joking but uh i don't know oh that's interesting they both they both uh, can, can hey, talk Metroid fans that. have a chance to show up, though, if that 2D Metroid game comes out this year. So there you go. Huh? A chance to show up to it. Mr. Job says, I second the RGT and Spawnwave hot tub story time stream. <laughs> Sean and I are talking about doing a, a, a gaming channel where he just tells me about his the old days at Sonic while I play through games. So I don't know if we need to get a hot tub involved with that. Katana Riku says, I sure hope OJ is here. This is $1.99. We'll never know. He's a mod on my stream. Just kind of go do some push-ups or something, bro. Jalen says, kind of weird that Nintendo couldn't put a special in the game to let you fly anywhere. Then people wouldn't be so mad about it. Tariq says, what is what is with the lack of horror dino, oh, dino games? I guess like dinosaur games. Like scary uh, games. Se second evolution kind of does it i mean it's not that well but yeah uh yeah i've always thought about that uh, i read a thing it's that that dinosaurs are so strong that they but they don't manage to make you feel weak you feel weak if you're fighting a bunch of zombies or ghosts because they have magical abilities to them but dinosaurs since they're just a natural being they have to give you shotguns and rocket launchers to fight back so you're so strong you're not properly scared of them i do mm. think we'll get um 
eventually an incredible like Jurassic Park based horror game where like you're stuck in the park and it's a survival. That would be game. cool. You're not necessarily God. like trying to kill the dinosaurs, but they're hunting you and they could do some I stuff think, to like, really terrify you. Like they could like they could like drop you in like a big pool of water at some point and have dinosaurs like you know like like the big dinosaurs that like swim around and stuff. Like they do some really or cool stuff. I bet. I, I mean, I think if you did that direction, you could do it because you could just make it at night, give you a shotgun, but only put uh, the light on the front of it and stuff like that. That would do it really well. Put it in the jungle mm. and stuff. That oh, could definitely that'd be off. cool. Do a lot of script events, yeah. There's like no music and you yeah. can hear rumblings of dinosaurs in the background. The They're weird. Like, Whoa, so you're thinking you're thinking like Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Village Resident kind of thing, Evil. mixed with Jurassic Park mixed with that kind of like alien isolation um like it but you're also just on the run it's not just like hiding when the alien comes by it's like running from the dinosaur or you hotwire a jeep to outrun the t-rex or uh you know stuff like that could we that use could this really as like cool. the reboot of a possible turok sure that, Ooh, yeah, spooky turok yeah that would be, because yeah I, I would buy that game that would be cool and huh. buy, yeah you've sold that go go Kickstart that. Make it exist. I have a lot of good ideas for Jurassic Park video games. You need to Universal needs to, to hire. Well, luckily there's a game coming out in a couple of weeks where you can make your own video games on the Nintendo I don't Switch. Think I, I don't think I'm making that in that game. <laughs> you might. You might be able to. Okay. I'm sure it'll come out great. Carlos says without the 3DS, should, could, will Nintendo create a series of $40 first party Double A titles on the Switch, triple A titles take so long to develop. Oh, like smaller oh. games that don't take as long to play out. But well, they already they already do that, right? Do like, it's varying prices. It's not it's varying it's not always forty. Sometimes Metopia, they'll charge fifty. Snipper clips, what was that? Twenty. They'll have yeah. Sushi Striker 50. Sometimes the Garage yeah, Builder. Sushi Striker should not have been yeah. 50 when that came out. But, but that Garage Builder game looks more in depth than Sushi Striker, and that's 30. Yeah, it's 30. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they'll just have varying levels of smaller games for just varying different prices. I don't think they'll ever be like, this is $40 for this. You know, like, I don't think they'll do that. Mm. Prices, prices are moving up, apparently, too, as we go along. So that 50 is technically the new 40. There you go. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, this is from, oh, uh, who calls on here? Sean, uh, Andrew asked, best Kanye album. Oh, the one with uh, the bear on it. What's the I bear one? My, my <laughs> favorite graduation, but I know a lot of people like... Um, uh, dark twisted fantasy a lot okay we'll ask sean about that next week too agent redbeard says just celebrated my three-year sober anniversary yesterday you all have no idea how much the podcast has helped me on my journey keep on moving all hugs. dude hell yeah congrats to you dude that's seriously yeah man hell yeah Good stuff. Good stuff. Pixelated Pigeon says, stuck on an island with a generator, TV, one console, and one game. What is everyone's game? Love you all from the UK. Uh, Skies for Arcadia on Dreamcast. Not joking. Hmm. Okay. The one game. Hmm. Mario Strikers. Super Metroid. Okay. Super Metroid is a good one. I play Mario Strikers all day. Uh, it just says gener generator, TV, one console, and one game. I'll probably still pick Smash. Smash Ultimate. There's just so much crap in that game. Yeah. <laughs> World of Warcraft, so I can call for help. <laughs> like, help me. These are my coordinates. I'll just take the Mass Effect uh, trilogy here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that'll do it. Yeah, you can play that. Shoot, you can play that legitimately six times each with each game. So eighteen times. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. Riku Key Two says I got two Skyloft amiibos, two Skyward Sword theme Joy Cons, and a Steel Case. Yeah, I'm a big Zelda fan consumer. <laughs> My God. 
this is from David saying new episode of Behind the Wave when I haven't really thought about that as much. I don't know. We could do one at some point. Yeah, we never really have time to just random record stuff. Do, do uh, not, do a, not not this past year. No. <laughs> do a do a weightlifting episode. I'd watch that. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Hmm. What I what I wouldn't mind doing is whenever we go to a convention, maybe get yeah. some recording done there. Yeah, so like too many games again. is uh, October. So if that goes down, there you go. I, Bro, I might get get a camera to follow around and stuff. We, we got to hit the gym together. I'm going to try and do whatever you do. Much lighter because I'm a little bitch, but I want to try and do everything that you do. <laughs> we can we can go to the gym. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Luxian says knockout city is so nice. I decided to give its deluxe uh, to get its deluxe edition. I can see myself putting a few hundred hours into it. I had fun with knockout city so far. I played it today for a bit and it's actually not bad. It's, it's interesting because the problem is there's not a lot of content to it right now, but this is going to be, I guess, one of those multiplayer ongoing games, but it is free right now for the first week for all consoles. So you just download it and try it. Um, and if you have Game Pass, it's, it went into EA Play, which means it's in Game Pass. So you just like completely so you don't have to buy it then either. Dark type says, which would you say is a better trilogy of games to get into for someone who hasn't played a bunch of shooters, Bioshock or Mass Effect? Mass, mass effect, effect. Mass, mass effect but also to call mass effect a shooter doesn't feel accurate bioshock one though was that was really good i mean Imp i like i like mass I, I like bioshock one two and three for very different reasons obviously i have bioshock tattoos but even i gotta say mass effect mm. bioshock's mm -hmm. yeah i like oh. infinite the most i love infinite i think it's phenomenal but mass effect just gives you that feeling that transferring over the data it just it gives you a separate feeling that you just don't get well the, after the, the main differences between them is a sh if he said he was looking for a shooter because bioshock is just a shooter like at that point but mass effect is almost like a min max game with a little rpg elements and shooting so like it depends on what i guess you're looking for mm, i mean a lot of depth mass yeah. effect <laughs> a yeah. lot of depth yeah, yeah. A after yep. near I'm, I'm almost done with uh with with two again here uh but after after replaying it this time and and seeing everything again and how great they've done like this is the best deal in gaming right now and uh to put it up against anything else i think anything else is going to lose because the second game so far and most likely the third game as well when i get to that it's like a brand new current gen next gen title like the first mass effect looks like a last gen title and that's great because they did a great job with it but two is is destroys any new game that has come out so far um and it's it's incredible. So, this is from Bring Back saying dollars in the pockets. Super Mario RPG HD remaster is a sleeper hit of E3. Not disclosing the year. Love what you all do. Keep up the good work. Super Mario RPG HD remastered. Dollars in your pockets. That'd be that'd be a pretty good announcement. <laughs> Johnny says, "What was the worst opinion you had about a game?" Uh, years ago, I made a big video and it's, it still exists somewhere with like three views on it. But it was basically a big thing about why I hate the Wii. And I thought the Wii was the worst console. And I said that it had no good games other than like first party Nintendo. And people roasted the shit out of me. And I spent about a year educating myself and playing stuff like uh, Cave Story or, or what is it? Bra or Brave Story and playing uh, Xenoblade. I'd never played Xenoblade before that and stuff. And uh, really opened my eyes. And I realized, man, what an ignorant take I had. Hmm. This is the worst opinion you had about a game. Well, we know Nate, obviously. Right, Nate? How's that a bad opinion? Sunshine sucks. 
Yeah, you see, you knew I was talking about Sunshine. Ah, oh, I think course. there's a certain game franchise that I have a very uh, strong opinion about. Are you drinking that so, that Sonic G Sonic. Fuel? That Sonic G Fuel is delicious. Oh, I didn't I didn't even realize. You love Sonic. Right. I saw the chat said RGT <laughs> hyping Bell in Wonder World. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's or good. No, that's or, good. No, or, or no, Sean when he got mad at uh, CTR Crash Team Racing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite one. He still he still reminds me of it occasionally. He's like a CTR video. Yep. <laughs> uh michael says four walmarts one target one best buy in my town all have at least 10 copies of super mario 3d all-stars at each store it's illegal i don't see any of mine anymore they're just gone so a I, amazon. I mean, that's good amazon has it and my walmart has it but yeah you'll see some they shipped a lot of them they made like a bazillion copies so you'll see them for a bit but after a while like after a couple of years they'll probably all dry up Pixelated Pigeon says, MVG, do you think it's viable for someone to start learning coding later in life and actually have a chance of breaking into the game industry? Asking for my uncle who wants to work for Nintendo. Uh, yes, absolutely. You say, I mean, you say now, I mean, now, especially obviously with the internet access compared to, you know, a long time ago, but all the tools and yeah. YouTube, this is probably I the mean, best time to take a shot at it if you're you, going to. You, you, could, you can make a calculator application and submit it to Nintendo and they'll they'll We're in. approve it. I heard xylophones coming out. There you go. See? All right. <laughs> I mean, we have the game builder garage. Yep. Honestly, that's why if you're really th if people are thinking about that, I'd pick that up and just play around with it and see if it's something you're interested in right there. That's a good start. Probably a good way to start and see what you think. Yep. Xavier says, "Is Marvel versus Capcom a dead franchise?" No. I No. You think it'll come back? Yes. After Infinite, though, man, that that was no, a low. That's not the real. Welcome back. No, that's not the real. <laughs> trust me, they'll be back. Anything with Infinite in the title. We'll be back in three weeks. <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't know. I... You can ask. I just know that it will definitely be back, and they have, they will learn their lesson. Capcom has learned their lesson. I mean, I at this point, I'd even be happy with a a port of a uh, of two. Like, there's an arcade near my house, one of those barcades where you just like drink beer and play free uh, arcade games. They got a perfect arcade cabinet of Marvel's Capcom Two. God, I wish that game would come back. Mm. Yeah, you we'll know, see, to be honest, we'll though, Infinite with mods and everything on PC is actually pretty good. I watch Max play it all the time, and it's not bad. So you might want to check it out there if you mm. want a good Marvel vs. Capcom. Because it's not bad on there. It's really not. Um, it's just the console version necessarily weren't great. It just, Obviously, the it models... just took the community to fix it. It's like a Skyrim Yeah, game. the community needed to fix the game. The models were... Chun-Li's hands were like... Yeah. <laughs> well, hands for some reason. I, I saw how people were posting the fact that, like, yeah, Chun Li's face was like a mask. It didn't have proper texturing. It looked like they just stretched somebody else's oh. face over her head model. Yeah, like, no, what no the X Men. I mean, it was just, it was rough, but the, the, the PC community did fix it, and it's actually pretty good on there. So you this, can check it out there. This is from Blue Knight saying there are rumors of a of a new virtual console for Switch like Game Pass, but with an option to purchase games. Does the Spawncast think it's for real? Oh. This rumor has been going around since like last October, and some of it was oh, it was going to be announced in March, and nothing came of it. It's it just seems like it's one of those wish lists that people hope the virtual console or the Nintendo Switch Online will become, and mm. no one can say with 100% definitive proof or backing that this will never happen. It makes sense from a business standpoint of Nintendo being able to say, 
we charge you $20 a year. Let's see if you're foolish enough to double dip on the games we've already offered you and you'll spend another $5 on them. Uh, From a business standpoint, yeah, it makes sense for them. But right now, this rumor really seems to be groundless and there's really no substantiating evidence to support it. But yes, it could happen. I'm just curious how far they're going to take this thing because if they have over 100 some odd games attached to the $20 you know, twenty dollar bill. Even they are gonna look at that and be like, "Well, hold on, this is this is get this is get a little much here." But we got to keep adding because we said we were going to keep adding. It really it depends on how valuable they see these games as individual releases. And Baseball Simulator One Thousand, though. Hey, Joe and Mac. It's a great <laughs> game. Magic Drop Two. These are these are quality games, despite what Sean says in his video. Sean doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, Damn, not even it really depends on just how Nintendo sees these games and what their value is to the consumer. And I've said this numerous times on the show. And when Nintendo looked at the virtual console sales on the Wii U, they were virtually non-existent. The majority of games did not sell. And I would not be surprised if they have data to suggest the vast majority of people with their Switch aren't going to the NES and Super NES applications to even play these games. So they may not be all that much incentivized to make these games available for individual purchase because they're seeing that you're not even playing them. So why are we going to sell them? This is for I mean, MV- that's what a business looks at. This is for MVG from G Million. I'm trying to install RetroArch on my Series S, but the remote access doesn't work. What should I do? <laughs> um, well, I, I, I don't know, but what I would suggest is just just look at a tutorial video. There's a, there's a bunch of them out there on YouTube, so you'll the, find one. If the remote access, I assume that's from the PC. The website, to send yeah, yeah. To send the 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 file over to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably a step that was missed or something with the network connection. I would assume. Yep. Okay. This one's from T Joe. You talk about worldwide releases in Falcom. I should remind you that Trails fans in the West are still waiting on. Basically all of them <laughs> while Falcom is making an all new game. Zero, Al, Hajimari, and so on. Yeah, there's a oh, those the problem with the Trails games is as OJ said with some of those other ones, the script for the Trails games are ridiculous. There is so much text in these different like Trails games. And I'll also I'll also add that when you try to speed things up, it can create error. Remember Ease Eight? Yeah, it, they botched the they botched the conversion of it. You know, they were trying to get it out of fat and they they botched it. Falcom is not a huge, you know, multi billion dollar. They're not the Pokemon company that can translate everything super quick. They're not. They're just not their small like forty person team. Not, there was a good video on that, YouTube you know? that went over that. That went over everything that happened with the Trail series. And they at one point they mentioned how long the script was. I think it was for the second one. And it was like, it was so long. It was ridiculous. So you got to get the the voice actors and then COVID also complicates things because they're not going into actual places they're doing from Mm -hmm. home. They got to get their homes ready for, I mean, there's, I mean, that's why Persona 5 Strikers was delayed nearly a year because of that, because of of that stuff. So when it comes to the Western release of the game. This one's from Chris. Great iCarly Insight, Jordan. Thank you for watching the video. Welcome back, Max and MVG. Any chance for either a Nintendo 64 Mini or a Dreamcast Mini announced at this year's E3? No, because that'd make me happy. So I, that won't I, happen. I, I heard rumors about a Dreamcast Mini from a very good source about two years ago. And what I heard basically is that uh, Sega, of course, wants it. 
uh, who knows if they can make it. So, I mean, who knows if it'll ever show up, but uh, at least Sega themselves definitely shares our hype. They they want to sell it as much as we want to buy it. Well, yeah, the good news is technology has caught up to it. MVG can mm-hmm. probably even say that. I think there is a half chance that a Dreamcast Mini does exist. I don't know Ooh. if we'll see one at E3. I, I doubt it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think that it's... There's got to be one in an R&D lab somewhere, right, that they're messing around with. Mm-hmm. N64 Mini, zero chance. Zero I'd say chance. that, the, I mean, the Dreamcast Mini, I don't think the hardware is necessarily the issue for them right now to, to get working because, like, we see Raspberry Pis now doing it, and those are, like, yep. you know, pretty inexpensive boards overall, and they can mm-hmm. source the parts even cheaper than that. So it probably comes down to the game selection, maybe some licensing here and there. I mean, if you look at, like, Crazy Taxi, there's, like, a whole, like, soundtrack in there that they'd probably yeah. have to look into for example so there's probably a lot of things that go into it outside of what we're all thinking where it's like oh these are the games i put on there i'd put this you know you go with this processor and stuff mm-hmm. and we could ship it right and they're like well we got to talk to lawyers about some of these things to get it all you know worked out so i feel like there's a whole thing going on in the background even if they wanted to do it i mean can we can they really omit crazy taxi from a dreamcast mini yeah, right. And, and that whole no. soundtrack. Yeah, that whole soundtrack is super licensed songs. Uh, yeah, so that'd be complicated. And then also some of the games that are, I think, looked back the most fondly, like Fantasy Star Online. How would you even put that? Like, do you either omit it or does it have to have online? You know, how, how do they do it? Yeah. So you did recently come out and, and say that they're thinking about, well, they're interested in revitalizing some of their dormant mm-hmm. IP. So maybe maybe the Dreamcast Mini is is the way to do that. That might be a good way to do it, yeah. See, I mean, I, that'd be that'd be hype if they announced that. That would be an announcement where I think a lot of people would get excited. So, um, I mean, I think most of us would buy the Dreamcast Mini. Yeah. So. Yeah. Inject like it, that. baby. Inject it. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> did, they, <laughs> they did also say they're, they're looking to re- remaster, like, you know, remaster, reboot, Mm-hmm. And remake those as well. So I, I hope that they take Skies the route that Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> it wasn't on the I mean, I wasn't on the list. Uh, Jet but grind was though. Hell yeah. That's because it's in the works. <laughs> I really hope they take the Square Enix route. Square Enix has done a fantastic job, you yeah. know, with that over the last mm. couple of years. Just go that route and make. I mean, you make. What they sell one point something million of Trials of Mana. Like that's money in the bank man yep. like if you do and like it's not even like they spent like a, a arm and a leg on that game it's just unreal engine 4 you know 50 dollar game so this i really hope from... they do that fish fan says great show spawn crew shout out to mia 85 ben mason with the the three dollar super chat thanks ben and then riku key 2 says i bought the amiibos and controller for display let's uh, let's go to our final topic of tonight and that is square enix Yay. Square is going to have, I, I would say, I would say an interesting showing at E3, but they're also going to be at the Summer Games Fest, which that that was that whole list that they put out was a bit surprising. But I also assume that anyone on that list could also be providing like a two minute trailer or something. You know, it so. can also be part of E3. What the the actual Summer Game Fest is essentially four tent poles. It's the uh, pre show, the Ubisoft show, EA. So it could still technically entail what is during E3's mm. four days. That sounds like a that. cop out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Anyway, because they're gonna do a live show, they're gonna kick off June tenth. Yeah, that's, right. That's, yeah, that's one of the ten polls. So okay. technically, the list of participants do not have to partake in the kickoff show. 
Oh, okay. Because I saw, I, I figured Sony would be there because they're not at E3, but Sony could do their own event that would fit into that technically. Technically, I guess it could be a state of play yes, during this time. And then Jeff can tweet it. And so he's doing that play. thing where he's pointing at it. And he's like, that's part of Summer Game yes, Fest right it's, there. <laughs> yeah, it's not to say that Sony does not have something in the kickoff show, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily dictate that what you okay. saw on the list will be there. Glad this isn't confusing or anything. Why are we so, having Summer Games Fest this year? E3's <laughs> back, Jeff. I know. What, what are you doing, man? <laughs> we got to bring Keely on so we kill can it up, grill him. Kill it up right now. Shoot it. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, Je Jeff can come on, sure. Him and him and Sean, I'm sure, would have a, a, quite the conversation. <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> Square. Okay. Well, okay. So let's just say for now, Square is going to have a show at E3. We'll just, we'll just go with that, right? Yeah, uh, we, yeah, you know sure. Square has an event in June. They haven't dated it. They have not given an actual date or time. Yes, okay. So we, I mean, it appears like it was named, like they, E3, the SA named Square, right? As one of the participants? Technically, all that has to mean is that they have a presence. Oh, so they gosh. could have, <laughs> like, they could just be at someone else's, like, let's use Microsoft just as an example. I'm not saying they're there, but they could have a game at the Microsoft show. Sounds like Square's Square there. Is hard, no. <laughs> I am not saying that. Just hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> like life is strange could be at Microsoft show. <laughs> Confirmed. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, well, they did they did E3 shows last time and it was it was it was pretty good. So, let's just say they're going to do a show. All right. Yes. Okay. What do you think they're going to what, what do you think Square's going to show up with this year at E3? A fantastic showing of software. Okay, they well, are, yeah, I like that. I, I am that. most excited about Square out of any company for either. Interesting. Okay, so okay. Square is the one you're keeping on. So, like, do you think we'll see updates to, like, Babylon's Fall, for example? Yes. All right, Nate, what about Project Triangle Strategy? <laughs> Why not give us an update? We had the demo. We gave some feedback. Let's see a new trailer. Okay, let's cut yeah. to the chase, all right? Because there's a new Final Fantasy game that's being rumored, all right? Yeah. It's going to be a... a, a a Sony exclusive, I guess, or PlayStation's funding, or they're throwing money around, all right? It's uh, below the tier, I guess, of Final Fantasy 16, right, is how I understand it, but it's above the tier of, like, World of Final Fantasy. Correct. Okay. Yes! Okay. So, uh, how, how do you feel about this, this rumor here, Nate? What are you thinking about this? I've commented on this rumor. It is a new direction for the Final Fantasy franchise. I will not go oh, wait, into... So it's, oh, so this is an actual, this, this is an actual thing. Yeah, well, it's very, it's very real. Oh, yeah. I thought we were just pretending it's a rumor. Okay, so anyway, let's. Uh, it's a cart so racer. It's so a visual, a visual novel. It's, it's going to be a visual novel. <laughs> there, All right. There's going to excite people. It will excite a decent amount of people. I'm looking forward to this very much, and I can't wait for it to be revealed and see people's reactions. Holy Final shit. Fantasy! So yeah, you know they've done three cart racers. They did, or they did three racing games from Final Fantasy. It's going to be that, isn't it? It's going to be some bullshit. Isn't an RPG? <laughs> it has RPG elements. Yes, it's a shooter. Wait, but I, it has RPG I, elements. I, I, okay, that's too broad. Any questions? Is no, it? No, gonna, okay, it's Dirge Cerberus. Wait, bring on. it back, Dirge Cerberus. I have a couple. I have a couple. Just, just two more questions. Just two more questions. Okay, what? RPG elements. Anything can have RPG elements. So, is it in third-person view, as in like you can see your character walk around? Yes. Oh my god, okay. This is it's a video game voice. Gears it's a Sony, I mean it's a Sony exclusive. Of course it's an over-the-shoulder game. Yeah. The <laughs> it's like a law. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, like, be on our console. What if it's like uh like the Star Wars game, uh Fallen Order? 
you know what if it's a final fantasy in that style oh my god oh my god i would lose my fucking mind okay hey, is it like fallen order uh nate <laughs> so a soul's like <laughs> okay so all right so i didn't mean to actually be right here's now, the here's right? the question is it going to be at e3 or do you think it'll just be an, i assume it's gonna be a state of play like i know it will be revealed or... in june whether it's e3 or oh uh, okay okay uh, where's this rumor play, i know from? it's in june What's it's the inside the house. What's the source of this rumor? What's the source? Where it's did this from, rumor? It's from Reset Arrow. Okay, from Reset Arrow. Okay, I'm just setting up a clickbait video. That's all. So you got. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I. So I Reset, on Reset Arrow made mention that there is a PlayStation Five exclusive Final Fantasy game being announced in June. I later commented on it that it is a new direction for the franchise and it will excite people. And that's as far as I'm going to go on it. My God, I'm losing it's my, not I'm up losing to my level mind. Of six, it's not up to the level of 16. So no. if it's a new direction, that means it's not a third-person RPG action adventure like like a Kingdom Hearts or like a Final Fantasy. It's not or Final Fantasy 15. So it's got to be something different. So it's got to be like what Jordan said. Oh, this wait, is the better question. It's going to be this like heavy question. rain. Is it? Oh, finally. Is it, are you sure it's not going to make fans mad? <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Everything makes a fan mad, so it's <laughs> yeah, but it's a... somebody. Well, what about me? So I'm the biggest Final Fantasy fan, but I definitely I, I like the the RPG tropes. I like I... tactics and stuff. Am I gonna coom? I was gonna. I was hoping it'd be tactics, but we have project we have project geometry over there, so I don't really need. Like, yeah, you got trigonometry tactics. for the switch, so you don't need another tactic. I do though. You're surprised. I actually do. I need more tactics. Maybe it's just a shooter. Maybe it's just a first person no, or this a third is, person shooter this Final is Fantasy. Th this is definitely a action, like a an action adventure, like more. Like That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, like a like a single player action adventure type of route it, game. It's all with my hopes some, and dreams. Not an RPG, but with some elements in there. It's definitely that, like a Fallen <laughs> Order or something like that. It has to be. Well, with, or is it, it a Pachinko machine? Well, that's inevitable oh, too. That is a new direction. <laughs> but with all the Final Fantasy fans. stuff, I mean, I. This new I, game will have sixteen. You know, what, and, and what are we getting? Part? What are we getting? This this part two to the remake. Ooh, what, um, what is seventeen? What, what is? I feel like we're gonna 17? hear about that. We'll probably hear about that like next year or something. That's right. <sighs> Depends the type of marketing cycle they want to do for it. I'd say if they want to do a limited marketing cycle, then yeah, it would be probably be like next summer, depending mm -hmm. on how short they want to make this window. But you have we have Intergrade coming out. Yeah, the week of E three. Yeah. Yep. That, that's, that's why, I was why next well, year. I, I mean, what I'm hoping for is I, I wish because there's so much curiosity about remake part two and a lot of people don't even know. I, th I hope they just say the title or something of just like, yes, part two is on the way. Another just Sifros feather floating down and saying the next chapter is in development. Like e even that. Mm. Now, is I, this Final Fantasy game that's coming out this uh, this exclusive one? Is it more along the lines of a potential like the more futuristic stuff with like cars and sci-fi elements or is it going to be more like 16 with more of the fantasy element because that those are two different distinctions that they've been doing recently you've used up all your questions that eight ball yeah i have another question so is is there going to be uh, another brand new ip from square that's not in the final fantasy universe at all that we don't know Addy about three. that Addy, Addy yeah, sure. Um, I don't know the entire show. I only know a select few things. Okay. Well, how about how about we go into something that I think a lot of people are hoping is there, anticipating even, and that is the next game in the Dragon Quest series. Can we can we can we get Dragon Quest Twelve? 
wouldn't that be before E3? Isn't that this week? Well, they could, they could, they could tease that it's going to be shown at like E3 or something, right? Yeah, they've done that stuff before. Of tune into our press conference. Yeah, like full unveiling of uh of Dragon Quest. The reason I say that is because it's been a while since Dragon Quest Eleven came out. Twenty seventeen, so, and then twenty eighteen in the West, and then twenty nineteen for the Switch. So it came out. I remember it came out like right next to Spider Man, in the West. Like it was like the, the same oh, week, even I think as Spider Man. Yeah, 20, yeah, twenty. It came out very close. Yeah, it was like there was like right no, there was no there was no shipments of the game. There was like barely. It was hard to That's find. That's correct. Yeah, yep. there was no shipments of the game, um, and you know it ended up doing good later on. But, mm-hmm. uh, yep. but yeah, it went yeah. to PC. Then we got the Switch version, of course, and all yep. this, and it it sold well. Like, and it was really done well. on it was done on Unreal Engine, which I would assume they're going to use again. So yes. that that yes. should. I would assume because Unreal Engine, of course, we've seen help with development in terms of getting it done quicker than what they would usually do with their some of the Dragon Quest games. So I would I would think we're kind of coming up on it being time to start talking about Dragon Quest 12. There's a more important thing, though, with this. We need to see a remake of some of the pre. They they haven't. We need to see a remake of either nine or eight. I think like one of those two. I would totally take a six remake I'll in the style. Re- I'll take any remake at this point, but yeah. I want an Octopath Traveler style remake hmm. of six. I think six is definitely the one that should be primed, like to be remade in some way. Uh, just because it obviously the jump would be pretty good from, you know, what we were used to on like the Super Nintendo. Uh, but nine, I mean, eight or nine would be cool, but I think six. Six is the one because obviously there's a lot of people who have not played six at all. I think there are a lot of people who look at that the visual style of that and the graphics and they just immediately walk right past it kind of because it's yeah it can be off-putting for them so if they brought that up and redid it i think it'd be really cool and that would be obviously that'd be a game as long as they did it correctly and it wasn't terrible that'd be really easy to recommend to people too yeah well especially because six has so many of the exact elements from seven the fact that there's side quests and optional Mm -hmm. mega bosses and stuff like people see it as super nintendo graphics but it's it's basically the predecessor to seven in so many different themes like if they just updated the art and like made it pop a little bit you could sell it exactly as is Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, interesting stuff they did with the story in that game, too. So I would I'd be really happy to see that get unveiled, provided the visuals weren't terrible. It was it didn't look like kind of the remember they did like they did some older Final Fantasy. It looked like on like the cell phone. It looked terrible in terms of like the 3D and stuff they chose. I I I bought and played them. They weren't too terrible, but Uh, yeah, they they were weird. They were weird. They're definitely different. I mean, we saw what they did with Chrono Trigger on like PC and stuff. Yeah. I, I get concerned sometimes about Square, so I'm hoping they kind of figured it out um, overall. Uh, so I have three questions for Nate. Just quick yes or no. <laughs> Anything about Chrono Trigger? Ooh, yes. I would please. suspect not. Oh, I'd, no. be very, I'd be very surprised, and I'd be very about, happy if we do see Chrono Trigger, though. What about Brave Fence and Musashi? Anything there? <laughs> Stranger oh, things have happened. Well, wait, one more. Now. What about, what about Iron Hander? <laughs> ah, yeah. Now you're asking the real questions. Wow. Um, King of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be called I Hander Stranger in Paradise because that sounds like a Square Enix name. Uh, can I, I get one question? What about? Okay, you know, let's just, let's, get let's just let's just get serious here for a minute, okay? What about Quiet Man Two? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's probably a shadow drop. Has a hundred million dollar budget. They've hired Norman Reedus and Kojima's directing. Um, yeah, it's going to be huge. It's probably, probably going to win an Oscar as well as Game of the Year. I thought Kojima was doing Bouncer too. No, I would. I would buy Bouncer too if, if they showed it. It looked halfway decent. I would get Bouncer too. Okay, I'd buy it too. Valkyrie Profile. As much as I love that franchise, does anyone remember it? I do. That's why I'm asking you. We're the only ones who bought it on the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation Portal. There's a mobile oh, game. God. There's a mobile game it. that they've talked about already. So any chances <laughs> of, of, of Valkyrie Profile? I don't know the entire show. So oh, maybe. my gosh. <laughs> any chances of Chrono Cross? Mm. Probably so, as good as the odds of Chrono Trigger. So wait, hold on. So that's that's really interesting, though, this whole thing with Final Fantasy, because we, we keep hearing that Microsoft is trying to get more Japanese developers on board with the Xbox brand. But like we keep seeing Sony go to Square and just get like these Final it's Fantasy games Sony now. Breaking out the checkbook. You know, maybe I my thought was Microsoft rolls in and does something with Dragon Quest 12. They get that as a worldwide release alongside Square day one. And they drop it in Game Pass. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough sell, I think, even if you're square, because, yeah, the PlayStation is irrelevant in Japan. So by the time Dragon Quest Twelve comes out, that's not even really going to be a factor. But the Switch is going to be a 25 oh, no. million base. Oh, no, it's still, it still releases everywhere. I'm just saying Microsoft comes in, gets it released worldwide, but then also drops in the Game Pass day one. Well, I would say it might depend on how Eleven did on Game Pass. Well, I'm saying that because, like, we saw what happened with uh, with with Outriders, where they got that dropped in. I mean, oh, I, that yeah. lines up a bit better with obviously like a Gears of War style, you know, kind of game. But they did get Dragon Quest dropped in the to Game Pass as soon as it released on the Xbox. So there, I mean, there's some kind of relationship there between Microsoft and Square. But Dragon Quest is kind of on its own level. They yeah, really have Dragon Quest on the Xbox here. though. But they Dragon haven't Quest really got a game from Square on the tier of a Dragon Quest mm. in terms of like a day one launch. Like you have Octopath, fantastic get. Sony doesn't even have Octopath yet, but the cost of getting Octopath and probably even Outriders is probably a fraction of what Square would want to have Dragon Quest day one on Game Pass. Okay, okay. I was I was just gonna say because uh, I mean. If anything, they should at least try to make it so Dragon Quest releases on the Xbox. That is might that a, be a, is that a good a, idea. A worthy, is that a worthy investment? I mean, I saw a lot of the Xbox dudes that I follow. They played Dragon Quest for about five minutes and was like, right, I'm out. Well, you know, like, so I don't know how well the game's doing. Well, they really like, they really want xCloud also to be part of it to work in Japan like badly. And it, it, I don't know if it's taking off how they were hoping it would or anything, because, you know, it goes to mobile phones like, oh, mobile phones are big all over the place. Right. So if they start getting those kind of games, they're like, OK, it's just we're just going to get it to xCloud. And like it, that's what they, they just want you to buy Game Pass. <laughs> they don't care how you get there. So even like even like Octopath, man, like people are like, oh, wait a minute, there's random encounters. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Microsoft, if they're that serious, if Phil's that serious, he's got to start taking some big swings for for like uh, the Japan market eventually. He's got so. Scarlet Nexus. That's one. That's uh, it's not sure. Game Pass, but it's a uh, you know the marketing. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Like Squ group. Square yeah. seems up for taking money, so I, I, I you know we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they do anything with it. Even if they debuted it and did some marketing for Dragon Quest, that yeah. would at least you know do something for the game on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see with that one. But I, you know, I'm looking you, forward to Square now, Nate. 
I'm looking forward Spider's to it. gonna have a pretty exciting show. Like I said, mm-hmm. I mean, to remember, I look forward to things like Life is Strange as well. Things almost no one on this panel have interest in. Oh. So, played the hell out of that game. I love it. Yeah, I like the first one. I'm just saying, sometimes Square releases weird games that only interest me. The title was really, really cool. Show. Oh, did they get the rights to Ski Sniper? No, Thank but I'm going to try to recreate that in Garage. Is that Game Pass Day 1? <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm going to try to recreate it in Garage Maker over there. Mm, that's a great idea. I mean, you made the original, so it should be. You're about to get banned like day one on on the game. I'm I'm, going to think of like a different, like, sport, like luge sniper or something. It's going to be a call it a bike shooter. No, it's it's messed up. You jump a gigantic ramp. Maybe I'll shoot like. I'm not going to shoot people. I'll shoot like skiing ducks or something. What? You got to get stuck. Yeah, P is going to be on you. Just, you know, stick with the classic ski sniper, okay? Mm-hmm. No. You're fine. <laughs> weird. Uh, Shot people with crossbows. All they were doing was skiing. They were just doing a long jump. I do. I love that. Well, like, I love, I love the name ski sniper because it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It reminds me, there was like the old joke where this guy said, I love RoboCop because it's the exact thing. It's a robot cop. You know exactly what you're getting. Ski sniper. You, you get it. And he has soccer, football. Yeah. <laughs> Ice hockey. <laughs> That's exactly what you're getting. You're getting that. Let's, uh, Evan, we got some Discord questions over there. What do you think Nintendo will do to address the defective Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire 3DS carts? They're going to pretend like those don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) It's only PAL. That's going to be that. (laughs) I'm scared to check my copies. Yeah, it's interesting what's going on with that. Uh, I... I, 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 I checked mine. mine. Mine are fine. Um, A lot of people are claiming it is PAL-centered, like the PAL-related cards. I think the percentage is really, 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 really low on that. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of just, just fear-mongering almost that's going on with that stuff. It'll be I'm, not interesting. Saying, I'm not saying it doesn't, it's not a thing. It's a thing, but like, I don't think it's as bad as what, you know, what what, what led to believe. It'll be interesting if, because uh, Persona Q was the other one that was affected in general, like everywhere, apparently the US as well. So I'll, I'll be curious to see if those, if other games have those issues down the road, because we know that 3DS shops gonna get closed eventually. So if like the 3DS shop closes and these games start just kind of becoming defective, then it's then you have a serious issue when it comes to like just game preservation in general. So, but I do wonder how how large the percentages of uh, of people affected by it. We got another Discord question. Evan? Anyone played House of Data Morgana? The game beat Ocarina on Metacritic with a 100 media score. I will say that's only with six reviewers. I double checked that. So it's a. I didn't check that one out. I did. I did check out Calculator though. They actually got the same user score as uh, as Moss on a Rise. So I had to take a look. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw and... some speed runs online for that too. <laughs> and the, la- the last one's kind of a just a what if what if a uh, another console entered the next gen market and it specifically got all the sports games which were exclusive to it do you think it would annihilate sony and microsoft there the is sport- one coming out later this year you know what you know what i'd be really interested in is if ea ever decided to do it and they made their sports titles exclusive that's just not gonna tip the balance of who 
how many you need more than just sports games but like but like all the other games ea has too like they have a lot of games but like they also technically could try to get other games on there as like you know third like they could be like yo let's get assassin's creed on the system too from ubisoft but that one that's interesting because they technically hold the rights to like the nfl right for making those games uh they basically hold well for now eventually they won't but they have a decent enough um relationship for star wars and it does make you wonder if ea ever decided to just throw money at it and take a shot at it those deals probably end up not being extended because it's in the nfl's interest to reach as many players as or users as possible so if they start ea keeping it exclusive limited base they'd probably say the contract is now void that makes sense. Or we're not that. extending it beyond this, you know, whatever our expiration date is. But if they pulled that after, like, after they signed the the deal for like the next ten years, and then they're like, oh yeah, now we're making a console, and they get they have a solid six years of doing that. So there's got to be a generation. Out. There's got to be an out in that contract that says that you can't do stuff like that just to protect them, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I, I would just be EA curious could. if that would work or not. If another I company think, could do it, if it would be EA or who would do a, it. The only co- Activision maybe because they've got GTA. They've got yeah, they've got Call of Duty. They've got. Well, they they have like Take Two, I guess, would try to do that with GTA. That would be yeah. that would be interesting though if GTA went exclusive to a console that was made by Take Two. That that I don't, I don't know would, if they have would, enough to. It would have to be two, so it would have to be like Take Two, Activision. And like Activism Blizzard take two, like it'd have to be like a couple people coming together to do one it. One of them would have to buy the other, basically. And then it, they would be like, well, now let's make our console. Now that we're yeah, it, 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 mm. it couldn't just be one of them because you need a large amount of resources to That's make it. That's an console, interesting you know? topic to be like, okay, which third party big company would be the best, have the best shot at launching a console? Huh. Activision, e, Activision, Activision, EA, Take Two, like those three, like yeah. try, like a Triforce or something, or like a, a Power Rangers. They come, they form together and just say, "Hey, we're gonna do it." That's that an interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Do we have any more Discord questions, Evan? Uh, the last one we have is just a classic: which Resident Evil game will Miss Click start playing? Memes, and she's not. She even started here, playing so. Mass Effect, though. She started playing Mass Effect, so we're we're getting somewhere here. Uh, we're getting there. I think yeah, so everybody should it. play everybody should play Resident Evil 7 and 8. They're so freaking good. And this is from Swift X Miles. Should I mod my GameCube with RGB lights? If you have more than one, I think you should try to keep one as classic as possible and then buy one online that's kind of roughed up and just restore it completely and put RGB lights in there, do all kinds of cool stuff. Put spinners like on the, the wheels. Uh, the controller port LEDs you can put in. That looks that's ah, kind of Ah, cool. those are cool. Yeah, I would, that's what I would do. I would get one off of eBay or at a flea market or whatever, wherever you can find one, and just do all kinds of stuff to that. Just keep one original is what I would say. This is from the Xbox Murder. Reminder, Jeff lied, Starfield 2021, Jason, Jason bodied Nate. My God. He didn't lie. He reported the information that he had. Maybe the information's out of date. That's how information works. But apparently grasping how information flows is just too difficult for you. Nate, things are either fact or they're not. <laughs> yeah. This guy lives in, I guess, a pure black and white world. There's it's no from... in between anything. It's from... Jack saying tipping point amiibo exclusive ending for a game. Ooh, that would probably do it. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, that would... 
Yeah, you know what's you know what's really interesting though to think about if Nintendo Nintendo ever did implement an achievement system and you needed an amiibo to get an achievement in the game to 100 percent it. They uh they put Mass Effect. Would that do it? it. <laughs> that, and they give and, you a separate amiibo that gives you a new ending. No, that's, and that's let's say let's say it's a thousand gamer score or whatever for a game like Microsoft does, and the amiibo gives you two points. So if you don't have the amiibo, you will, and you 100 percent everything else, you will always have a 998 score, not 999 to make it at least look like okay, that's a, that's 998. Would that would that be the tipping point? I think so. I don't know. I think it would just annoy. It would annoy that, people. But it, every time you looked at that, though, your gamer score in particular, because yeah, they throw everything off, you'd you be have like, to care about your gamer score. Yeah, that one link amiibo is keeping me from those two points. Yeah, but you have to care about it. Well, there were, there was a thing like that a, a long time ago where you couldn't get the the full you couldn't get all the gamer score for uh, uh, Dead Rising Two unless you pre-ordered it because pre-ordering it gave you a, a DLC prequel chapter. People were mad about that for like two weeks in two thousand four. This is from Reese saying, "Hey, Spawncast with the release of FE Four on on Super Famicom Online in Japan." Does this affect the likelihood of a full-on FE4 remake? If I recall, FE2 still isn't on Nintendo Switch Online, and that was remade four years ago. Miss Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, Super Famicom di Online did get that, didn't they? They got like the the Fire Emblem game. If, yeah. if they're gonna do a remake of FE4, oh, yeah. it'd already be in. I don't think this affects anything. It'd already be in development, and they'd have some plans for it. So. Yeah, this doesn't, it doesn't invalidate the possibility of the remake happening. Mm. I can see why some may look at that and say, well, this is going to give me some doubt, but it doesn't, it doesn't cancel out the possibility of them remaking Fire Emblem 4. It's just, it's just a game they wanted to put on the service. If, I mean, you could also look at it in the complete reverse and say that they're trying to generate interest by releasing it in Japan on the Nintendo Switch Online service because they have the remake planned. So you could really go, you know, either direction with it. Nate says, Master Chief introduced to Smash. Mario is fighting someone and a, sticky <laughs> and a sticky grenade lands on his face. Master Chief joins the battle. They could probably do some fun stuff with, with Master Chief if they, if they decide to put him in. I never said that. <laughs> Constance says, Lego Dimensions, pointing out the Toys to Life stuff that... <sighs> it was a whole thing on its own. The robot chicken says, come on, Pokemon, make Amiibo to exclusively unlock Pokemon that currently aren't in Sword and Shield. <laughs> you know you want to. That's that would be an interesting day sword. online. Yeah. <laughs> People would forget about the N64 tree, though. Definitely no, win, yeah. <laughs> that might compound it. Look, we got, we got N64 trees, and now we got to pay for Hey, maybe the like so maybe small. an amiibo comes in and makes it a GameCube tree. There we go. Oh. <laughs> selling, selling amiibos left and right That's over here. That's the upgrade we've been waiting for. Liam says, imagine if the Smash DLC was behind amiibos. Zaire Miller says, do you think the amiibo function is chosen by the devs or Nintendo itself? I, I mean, a combination. Nintendo. A combination, but probably Nintendo. Probably like... Just, yeah, yeah, because that would kind of go away from necessarily game development, them trying to think of how to sell the technically the toy aspect of it. Well, but you still have to, uh, like the Switch SDK still has um, specific APIs for Amiibos. So the devs oh. would have had, had a, they would know about it. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. This is Victor saying, so happy for Jordan and reaching 50,000 subs. Also cute Charmander next to you. Where did you get it? 
Uh, well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. Um, this is part of a standee set. Um, I have a one oh. Pikachu and Trico on it. They're from these are from the UK for Mystery Dungeon promotion. Uh, and they're just I don't know, cool promotional items. That That's I like. pretty good. It's good flex. We don't get a lot of Mystery Dungeon items, so it's cool to 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 get promo stuff for it. Okay. This one's from Jay. Everyone on the spawn cast is looking cute tonight. Thank yeah, you, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm hitting that gym every day. You can't Back. prove that. <laughs> Sonic says, Sonic, uh, Sonico says, love the podcast. Is it better to play PS2 AV cables on a 1080p LED TV or forking over money for a high end adapter on a much newer 4K TV? Get the retro tink. There it 5X. is. Yep. That's, I saw that video. That looks good. Watch my video. That is a solid looking adapter right there. T Joe says, those Xbox backwards compatibility features sound neat, but is there a way to turn all that off and play 360 OG games as they were, but on Xbox One, Series X, or Series S? If it's FPS boost, you can turn that off. Yeah, you can turn Auto off. Auto HDR, you can turn off. Yeah. Um, but I think if they added anything, like when they did Star Wars Nice Dealer Republic and they just made it run better, I don't think so, no. I think that's just how it is. But I mean, like, do you do you want to go back to like the the 480i and like you know at uh, 20 frames per second? <laughs> nah. Jay says MVG the goat. In fact, everyone on the spawn cast is the goat. Thank you, Jay. I try. Witty profile name says don't hate on me, boys, but I had never even heard of time splitters. I think I was too young. That's I mean, why they got to do the remaster. Yeah. Well, I mean that everybody has their blind spots. There's a lot of I didn't know what Byten Katos was until like. 20 years after the console failed, you know. Nintendo Eric says, I'd buy an HD collection of all three Time Splitter games at $60. Never tried the first one before anyway. I mean, yeah, if they want to do a whole, they want to do all of them, then why not throw it in a collection? Nick says, forget crypto, buy GameCube games. You know who's never had a bad day on the market? Paper Mario 1000 Year Door. That's, that's true. That's true. He's, not wrong. He's not wrong. Just go up. They, do, they just keep going up. <laughs> Does that make Fire Emblem the Bitcoin of GameCube games? Uh, I no, I think so, that would I be that would probably be Cubivore. Or would it be Pokemon Box? Yeah. Wouldn't it be? Um... It's Master Quest. Well, no, Cubivore used to be cheap, like three or four years ago, and now it's like ridiculous. Pokemon Box has always been expensive. Wouldn't it be it Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg? How much no. is that one now? <laughs> it's a lot. Is it? Wow. Man. Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg is the equivalent of... Dogecoin. <laughs> no, it's better Dark Dream says, With talks of Zelda, Ocarina of Time HD port, all at remake by Grezzo, any thoughts? That would be as wonderful as Sonic Adventure 3 at E3. Much love all. Yeah, why not? Bring all the Zeldas. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Throw them all on the Switch. Who cares? Same, same <laughs> Zelda game we've played. Yeah, it'd be great. Bring it all over. <laughs> Philip says, can we get Pete Dore on the cast one day, one week? Uh, I, I watch Pete Dore. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure he'd come on. Uh, he's like a game collector. He does these streams where he'll like look at eBay and find like the rarest games for good prices. And then once he gets him, he plays him. Really unique content creator, but uh, I I don't know if he it does podcast, but yeah, he'd be interesting to talk to. He's one of the uh, the OG retro yeah. gaming YouTubers. He's he's he, fantastic. He's one of the inventors of sitting in front of your collection, and I'm not joking about that. His room tour. I remember his videos back in the day. The room tour videos were like 
blow everything away. He had like a museum. He still has a museum in his room, basically. Mm -hmm. So awesome Rich dude. Rich has a little animated sticker here. Very cool. Disruptor says, Hey John, I recently started watching your videos and listening to the podcast. There are a chance for the newsway to release it in an audio format like on Spotify for those on daily commutes. I've thought about that, but Evan does a lot of editing on that for video, so we, maybe we'll look into that someday. You never know. Spotify can come knocking, you know. They want, like, a news show on their on their Yeah, uh, right. That's Spotify section. money. They want it. They got to pay. Yeah. The Dark Void says, I did put out uh, another a new podcast with Jeff Grubb, though, where we talked about some E3 stuff, though. So I'm still, I'm still doing those, you know, those podcasts. Real, real quick, what you can do, homie, this is what I do. Um, you, can tell, you can just make a playlist. Let's make a playlist and if you got premium it can run in the background and then on your commute bluetooth on your phone that's what i do when i i, I don't always watch john but i always when i'm running i can listen to it because it's on my phone i can just listen to what he has to say so you can just do that and it's it's just as good in my opinion they let you download the videos too now like you can if yeah. you have like all that you can download it and uh so if you're home with wi-fi before you leave you can just download the video when it pops up technically yeah. i'll do that too but just if i don't want to use a mobile data i'll just download a couple of videos that i want yeah, to it's, it's it's and like i said if you're on your commute you have bluetooth it's it's easy so that's that's what i would do if i were you man and um, this is dark void saying you know what's upsetting is that the nintendo switch online still doesn't have the great classics like dr jekyll and mr hyde bible adventures action 52 or super noah's arc 3d i hope i made everyone laugh it worked it worked okay. you t wait that was tweeted to me earlier in the week <laughs> uh, good make sure i recognize that comment they wanted yeah. to make sure you saw it <laughs> yeah we have a few more super chats here as well as stream labs, but I wanted to go around here. Max may actually have to step out here. For I do. Yeah. Oh, I have a friend. Max. I have a friend who's about to knock on my front door. Thanks so much. Your, uh, I've actually been getting a bunch of subscribers lately and most of them from all the reviews. Uh, so thanks to everybody. I always see in chat people, whenever I drop a review, people in chat are so nice about it. Uh, so much love to you chat. And uh, if you want to watch my stuff, uh, I have a big, uh, 13 minute long bio mutant review going up Monday morning. Well, maybe I'm not even allowed to say that. I have a big bio mutant review that's going up soon. Uh, so go subscribe and watch that. And I'm a runaway. All right. Thanks, Max. Bye, Max. Bye. Uh, Jordan, you want to let everyone know where I can find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on the uh, YouTube channel, Jordan Fringe. Uh, like we said earlier, I hit 50,000 subscribers uh, yesterday. So thank you very much yes, for sir. checking out the uh, the content. I appreciate it. Very nice. And then what about what about OJ over there? Player S. Yeah. Find me on YouTube right here. Player S and shout outs to the Spawncast crew. Shout outs to all you guys. All the Spawncast dudes been like a lot of you guys come over and watch the stream. So I really appreciate that. Uh so yeah, yeah. Um in terms of content, um I stream daily. Uh, I also edit content daily. I cover Nintendo, JRPGs, action games, stuff like that. So I've got a big gameplay video on um Scarlet Nexus probably tomorrow morning. Um, play through that really excited about it so if you're into stuff like that and i also i'll have some information or a new video tales of Arise stuff should be happening pretty soon here so if you're into all that stuff i make content and stream daily so yeah come through thanks for having me on once again john hey, let's go to lord thanos saying does nintendo switch have the same c-bomb vulnerability discovered in the ps4 to my knowledge no. it does not no 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 nope and and more and says, hey, guys, did you hear the rumor that Google has ranked Stadia higher in the list of priorities? What do you think about that? 
I don't know if that's a th- if, if they're really uh, they're they're doing the complete opposite of what they said there. <laughs> as, as everyone bails on the ship, let's put it higher. Let's, let's yeah. I mean, I'll look into that just to see if there's anything there, but I don't know. Stadia, not a lot of confidence in Stadia right now. This is Sack on Ten saying to all, what series you don't mind getting yearly titles of? Hmm. If I, I mean, had to go back in time, I'd say Castlevania when we used to get one each year on the DS and oh, the Game yeah. Boy Advance. As much as I give Call of Duty a hard time, if if it has a good single player campaign, sure. I'm going to pick it up and play it every year. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I agree. I mean, I've I've played every single one of them except for that stupid Black Ops Three. Was it Black Ops Three? Oh. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, Jordan knows what I'm talking uh, yeah. about. It, it, was, yeah. Black Ops um, we had an awful campaign. Yeah, and so I've played every single one of them, so it's like a guilty pleasure for me, really. It used to just be, for me, it used to just be Rockstar games because they'd kick one out almost every year, and, uh, and then they found GTA V, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Pokemon, but not the main series games, the, the spin-off titles they usually release one a year of. Um, mm, like last year, okay. Mystery Dungeon, we had Snap, you know, this year. I'm, I'm always interested in, you know, them going back to those type of titles. Okay. And then we have Joshua saying, MVG, have you checked out Fuse on Switch? It uses a language similar to Python. Would that or the Garage game be a better starting place? Great podcast, guys. My favorite part of Saturday. I actually have Fuse, and um, I'm going to be covering uh, Game Garage when it comes out. Um, and I may do a comparison with Fuse, but I mean, I think Game Garage is, and we've seen like, what it can do and i think nintendo in japan just released a 10 minute video of some Mm -hmm. of the things you can build with it so i think as far as accessibility and getting into it i think you know game garage is is a lot better but um fuse is is a good tool and i will definitely um you know take a look at both again and or take a look at fuse when i cover game garage as well mg you want to let everyone know where they can find you Yes, uh, thank you for having me on. You can find me on Twitter at Modern Vintage G and on YouTube at Modern Vintage Gamer. I have a video coming out on Monday. I, re- I released a quick one today about Xbox OG Easter Egg. So check that out if you're interested. And uh, thanks for having me on. This is Potbelly saying, when will Microsoft raise Game Pass price? It is inevitable. I would say when they get to a, a certain number of adoption they're comfortable with and they'll look into it pricing structure i would say when phil spencer rolls up his sleeve and there's a grand theft auto <laughs> six tattoo on his arm jinru uh, <laughs> says hey mvg now that dreamcast is here now that now that dreamcast is here what is his role on making the spawn cast console he's gone now though dreamcast guy's gone also where can i pre-order it i need details please remember going through and you're doing like the whole you were telling, you were saying what everyone was going to do when we made the Spawncast console. Oh, yeah, the Spawn, yeah. What's Dreamcast guy's yeah, role? what was his role? Oh, man. Um, he, well, he's going to review it, of course, right? I mean, well, he's going to be the shield reviewer. He, I think he, you know? yeah, he would be, no, he'd be the shield guy that does the write-ups of the games that are coming yeah. out on it with, like, a bunch of hype. And OJ's the social media manager. We talked about this last time. Yeah. What was my yeah. role? I forgot. You're making the oh, documentary. You're like no clip, you know, d- doing the doc- documentary on the on the console. What was I? I was the UI voice. You were the UI, yeah. That's right. That was Hal. Yeah. <laughs> Play what game. That? I'm sorry. I cannot do that. You've been playing too long today. You must take a nap. Boycott you want to play Returnal? I don't think so. Time to crash. <laughs> Jordan, been watching the pod with less 
shadows and you have reinvigorated my love for pokemon you all seem like genuine friends and it's awesome i appreciate you well appreciate i have a pokemon podcast called uh shadowless um so uh yeah appreciate that thanks so much for listening this one's from Devin, who asked, OJ, did you play the Scarlet Nexus demo? I can say he did, and you should check out his channel tomorrow to see what he thought of it. Yes, sir. There we go. <laughs> this is from Bring Back Saying, let's make that Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross package port to Switch reality. Let's go. The Switch is the ultimate RPG console to date. I'd be okay with a, with a, with a little collection like that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinru says, here's a long shot. Hope Uya 2 reveal at E3, MVG. <laughs> he's not serious he can't head out a response to that i would ask why would anyone hope for that he's joking he likes to go on my stream i would love for that to happen by the way because that would just give me a a a pretty good video i think i was thinking the same thing i would get it make a video what if Uh, is at e3 with his new console well then i'd make a video on that too Standing, standing right <laughs> alongside the president of wish.com it'd be great <laughs> yeah right the ship is right to you blake says hi oj did you buy the royal blue switch light the, the, i guess the new one new one that no. came out no i got like 15 questions yesterday like back to uh, back to back to back to back people asking me that no i got it it's almost purple Not uh, quite. i saw your <laughs> I, saw, I, I listened to your video and then i saw a picture of it after i was done running so it's it's almost purple not quite not quite <sighs> Trom says, been watching Castlevania Season 4 and it's so far 10 out of 10. Why, why haven't Konami capitalized on this and make a new one or even port older titles? Well, they made like the collection, but like they should just make a new one. Yeah, they I'd, ported, they did the one on the PlayStation. They did Rondo of Blood and something. I genuinely night. believe if someone told me that Konami was was just too dumb to take advantage of it i, I would believe them <laughs> i'd be like yeah, well, yeah, yeah you also have to factor in this let's just factor in. castlevania is not a massive sell by the way you guys don't want to know what the best selling castlevania game is lords of shadow just just throwing that out there <laughs> i believe it i believe yeah, it. the best selling one yeah. is lords of shadow the first one lords of shadow one is the best selling castlevania game and when you think like wait a minute it's a little better than symphony of the night it did you know, so just it's not this major franchise. But that being well, said, I'm a huge Castlevania fan, and they should definitely make a new Castlevania game. So yeah. Do you remember when Symphony of the Night came out? It wasn't. I mean, it was it reviewed exceptionally well. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it was very. It was a, it was at a crossroads, right? Because like, um, you know, everyone wanted 3D games, and this mm-hmm. was a 2D mm-hmm. game. It didn't sell very well at the time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 people hated on it. You yeah. know, it kind of they're like oh, another Castlevania because we had already gotten multiple. Ca- we got Castlevania one through three. We got Super Castlevania four. So we all thought that that was the pinnacle of Castlevania, right? Was Castlevania Super Castlevania four at the at the time? And then we see this, and it's like, wait a minute, it's just more two D Castlevania. But that was when they birthed the Metroidvania. It was completely different. So people didn't give it a chance, it, you know, at at the time. But then we realized how great it was. Um, but it never really did anything crazy numbers, but hopefully they bring it back because I'm a huge Castlevania dude. So. People didn't even learn from that. Like Symphony of the Night is fantastic. As I said, you know, it didn't sell, but it still had, you know, positive word of mouth. It started to build that cult following. Mm-hmm. And then we had fantastic trilogy on the Game Boy Advance and the DS, and people still didn't show up for them then. And in many ways, and there'd be a topic of debate among some people, the DS castlevania games are better than symphony of the night in many ways mm-hmm. and it's a shame people didn't pick it up and for even lords of shadow for that game to achieve the sales it did look what it took konami to do they had to attach hideo kojima's name to it 
and they had to clone God of War too. Like they had yeah. to make it the gameplay look like God yeah. of War for it, and like you know, for it to even yeah. you know do what it I did. Mean, yeah, you took God of War and like Shadow of the Colossus, and you made it yeah. Castlevania, and it was great. And then they threw it all away with that <laughs> horrendous Lords of Shadow Two. Oh, yeah, Lords of Shadow Two is well because the development of that game it yeah, got yeah. really big. They gave him a lot of money. Then they could obviously the team could not live up to what it was yeah it made made, the story was just an owl card it's like what what, what's owl card doing here you're you're running around factories killing rats it's like i'm dracula yeah Yeah, it it ended really well like lords of shadows like great ending right like the fact that it was so good yeah a movie in 2014 called dracula untold copied the same ending in theaters i remember watching that i was like wow they just took the ending of that game Oh, that's, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know about that. That's mm-hmm. This one's from Shinru. Just finished Luigi's Mansion Three last week, and it's an amazing game on the Switch with the best graphics so far. Wish I could clean a haunted house and find money in everything I broke. It is a good-looking game. Jord the Jord says tuning in. Where is RGT though? He's whirlpool shopping. Andrew says hot take. Hollow Knight is one of the goats. That's not really a hot take. It's a good game. Is that a hot take? Yeah, yeah that's a good I game. T. Joe says, Is, "Isn't that Final Fantasy game just going to be Final Fantasy VII remake too? Apparently not. Not oh, a great eight. Final Fantasy it, remake. It is a is new it tactics Final Fantasy project. Is it Tactics too? No, it's not Tactics, tactics two. two. It doesn't have the number. Final two. Fantasy Battle Royale. It's a new it's direction. It's a mobile Fantasy. game. <laughs> That's that already happening, John. <laughs> now, nah, bring it. They're doing it on console. Okay, they're doing oh, it on console. Fort, Fortnite yeah. graphics and everything." Oh dear God! <laughs> the whole thing. TJ said, uh, "Oh, this is from Miguel saying Spawn with the best thumbnails in game news." All right. Gravity says, "Any 3DS games you'd want ported to Switch?" Samus Returns. Give that game another chance. None. Uh, uh, from the 3DS. Let's do the the. Oh, hmm. Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Yeah, Kid that was, that's probably it. That's probably Kid Icarus, yeah. Ever Oasis would be kind of cool to have, too, if they can bring over Ever Oasis and, like, update the graphics, which was a game that nobody bought. Gresdo made that, so that'd be kind of cool. Slope says Nintendo at E3, Zelda 35th updates for Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> Agent says Webfoot Technologist, he's on Twitter, some old games coming to new consoles. What are the chances of legacy of Goku slash Pooh's Fury re-releases? I hope high. Wow. <laughs> that would be interesting. interesting. Wow. I'm, uh, doctor says RetroTinker OSSCY. RetroTink. OSSC has issues with resolution switching. And yeah, I mean, the RetroTink is just far superior overall, in my opinion. Christian says, my favorite memory of childhood was reading IGN reviews. <laughs> William says, just got a a Carby for my GameCube. Should I get an M Classic or M Cable? The Retro Tink is a little out of my budget. I, I think you're fine with the just the Carby. Yep. Honestly, the visual quality you get, you're fine. Yep. So, yep. And then I have Patrick saying, love you guys. And I'll see if there's any other ones. Evan, you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Find me on Twitter, Kimmerich Project. Uh, if I ever stream, which is usually later in the week, or if anything's going on, I'll just post it up there. Then what about Nate? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Nate the Hate and Twitter at Nate the Hate, followed by the number two. 
we may have an episode this week. It really depends if anything happens this week. A lot of the industry is kind of slow right now because it's building up to E3. So yep. in terms of overall announcements and stuff for us to discuss, the pickings have been relatively slim, but hopefully the companies like Microsoft, Nintendo, Square, et cetera, all start to announce their E3 plans and give some dates and times for the presentations and MVG and myself will bring on some guests and we'll start doing some E3 predictions for these companies. So once we get more concrete details, we'll begin to do some prediction podcasts. So hopefully this coming week, we get some of that information. I'll finish up with the Streamlabs stuff here. Liam says, why would the Epic versus Apple lawsuit even have details like Game Pass being on Switch when that has absolutely nothing to do with the topic matter? That's just one example, but there have been a, a ton revealed in that case that seems irrelevant. So they're just trying to make their case. They're going to all ends of the gaming spectrum where people have like walled gardens. So they're going everywhere they can to be like, look at this one. Now look at this one. Okay, now this backs up my case. And then the other side shows up. It's like, well, let's look over here because it disproves their case. And there's just a lot of though. What for redacting they, it? It just come in like you redact every single thing on this document except like just these random blurbs. Like they won't work with the Yakuza. And I'm sure yeah. Sony's looking at this saying, man, we should have redacted some stuff. <laughs> Probably. Uh, this one's from Jeff saying, I uh, hope you feel better, Jordan. This is off topic kind of, but if you're, oh, comfort which saying, which shot did you get? I noticed in my family, the Pfizer uh, and AstraZeneca and Europe shot tended to give more side effects than the Moderna for some reason. Um, well, thank you. I took, uh, it's, I took Moderna. There you go. JD Fisher says, I just built a gaming PC and am now looking at monitors. I'm looking at 1440p monitors. Any recommendations with a good cost performance balance? I'd go for higher refresh if you have 144 hertz at least. Um, I mean, 1440p, 144 hertz, you should be all right. In like yeah, there's the, some good ones. Good I, one, I have an Acer I, that's pretty big. That's yeah. Those specs, I would also look into nice. anything like G-Sync, for example, if you have a NVIDIA card, if you can do it, because that's that is really helpful at like those higher frame rates or we'll say uh stuttering frame rates at times so i mean if you get into g-sync it's more expensive but you can find a good 1440p 144 hertz monitor on sale now in like the lower 200s without too much issue uh, but if you want a high quality one that's going to last you that looks pretty nice you might go into like the low 300s for that just to make sure it's it's going to last you a while Juice Man Vaughn says, in my opinion, if Nintendo made that amiibo function an actual quality of life feature of the game, that circumvents a design aspect of the game. Amiibo gives you what is essentially a bypass or a cheat for $25, which is unneeded. In my opinion, a lot of outrage is based on misinformation. Sir Rich says, I love the way MVG says console or consoles. You guys are great. Why are you saying that, MVG? What happened? Consoles. Okay. Benacera says, you're all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Benacera. Avedon says, keep doing your all thing. Thanks, Avedon. Appreciate that. And I, th I think I got everyone. I just want to make sure I got everyone. I think I got everyone. Okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us for the... Oh, wait. Here we go. This is from T. Joe saying, what if that Final Fantasy game was Vroom Rex? The hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> And then Acute says, what you think Microsoft does with Bethesda 2021 QuakeCon? I assume they'll just have it like normal since it's, uh, it's already branded and good marketing for them. 
also have to remember the whole part of the deal is that Bethesda is still mostly they operate right. on their own terms. It's not Xbox doesn't control anything that Bethesda is doing. They've kind of made that very clear is that Bethesda still has freedom to do Bethesda things. So they really wouldn't have any role in that as far as like Microsoft is concerned. Okay. Well, that's going to do it here for the Spawncast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make sure you check everyone out in the link below. We also have Honey down below in the description as well. Join Honey.com slash Spawncast. So thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast tonight. And we'll see you guys next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time.